Hello and welcome back to A Sprinkle of Disney. You're tuning in to our 17th episode. If you're new, then a very magical welcome to you. And if you're back, thank you for returning and listening to another episode of ours. I'm so glad you've enjoyed us and decided to come back. And since our last episode, we actually shared a very exciting announcement over on our Instagram account. So we now have merch, which we're both so excited about um, because it has our logo on it and it has our like catchphrase, like slogan on it. Mm -hmm. We've come up with some really cool designs. There's lots of different colors and we have all kinds of apparel items from t-shirts to hoodies. We also have tote bags, stickers and mugs. So if you want to find out more about that, then head over to our bio on Instagram. There's a link and you can go straight there, have a browse maybe purchase it's up to you you know you never Buy know for a friend you know yeah gift you know maybe you need that mug for your early morning coffee i mean maybe. think about how satisfying it would be to drink your morning coffee out of the mug while you listen to our voices yeah exactly precisely <laughs> that's <is> so true <laughs> so yes feel free to head over and have a browse um so today's episode is going to be a really good one if we do say so ourselves. Yeah, I, I know, like, not to brag. <laughs> we haven't actually done it yet, but it's going to be so good. So we're really excited about today's episode. We've been waiting a good few weeks to talk mm. about this because we were going to talk about it a few weeks ago and then we thought, no, we'll wait till it's complete. <laughs> so today is all about Marvel's latest Disney Plus series, um, WandaVision. It's first ever TV, yes, like, yeah. official canon TV series yeah. um, on Disney Plus. So we were going to talk about it a few weeks ago and then we thought, no, let's wait till we have all nine episodes and we can do a thorough discussion. Yeah. So that's why today we're going to be discussing all nine episodes. Uh, There are nine in the series. Um, We'll be splitting the episodes into three sections um, and we'll be chatting about our favourite moments and characters from each set of episodes as well. Um, Big, like, announcement, blaring horns and sirens. (laughs) If you haven't seen WandaVision and you want to remain completely neutral and unaware this is not the episode for you right now (laughs) we we will definitely be containing spoilers it's not the kind of show we can do without you literally cannot talk about this show without a spoiler no i don't think it's possible this would be the end of the episode it would be three minutes and that's it yeah so thanks for listening (laughs) (laughs) thanks that's the end if you haven't seen it yet have a nice rest of your day (laughs) see you again in like three weeks um so please come back and listen to this after you have finished watching the series. If you don't mind spoilers and you're actually listening to find out more about the show, stay tuned. That's absolutely fine. But we don't want to be responsible for ruining anyone's um, like knowledge of the show. Because no. I would hate if that happened. That happened to me with the Twilight books and I'm still not over it. Oh, um, spoilers are the worst. They actually are the worst. So sad. It's the fact that I, someone gave me one spoiler for the Twilight books and then I was like, I didn't know that. They went, oh, but you knew about this. So, and I was like, no, I didn't. No, I, spoiled I hate Twilight that. Book. No, not acceptable. So we're not going to be spoiler. I don't think of a cool word, but basically we're not going to give you any spoilers. We're not those people, <laughs> is what we're trying to say. <laughs> exactly. But if you have seen it, hopefully you will enjoy. Yeah. Uh, and I think by now most fans of Marvel have seen it. Yes. Yes. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. So without further ado, we'll get started with our very first fun fact of the episode. Yes, so fun fact number one. So as the show works through different time periods, there was a dialect coach on set to ensure every era was using the correct dialect. Love that. That's so cool. The details. It's all about the details of Marvel. There's so many things, like in every episode. Go home in on the small details. 
Mm-hmm. And as we've, um, as we'll talk about more, like as we talk about the episodes, mm-hmm. most episodes kind of jump between a different time era, so they'll jump between like fifties, sixties, and so forth. Yeah. So that's why that was there because they were trying to make sure that everyone was kind of echoing their characters correctly. That must have been so hard oh, to jump yeah. between those time periods and the way that you act and everything. It must have been so so difficult. Definitely. And as we'll discuss shortly, the costumes also reflected oh. the eras as well, which was amazing. Yeah, so that brings us on to our first segment. So we're going to just be talking about the background of the show first. Um, so if you haven't watched, um, and they're just here, here for the bands, here for the spoilers, <laughs> this will give you some context. If you have seen it, hopefully you'll learn something that you didn't know before. Um, so WandaVision um, was the very first Marvel TV series to be released on Disney+, and actually kicks off um, Phase 4 of the Marvel yes. Cinematic Universe. Um, it stars Elizabeth Olsen as uh, Scarlet Witch slash um, Wonder, what was it? One division, Wonder <laughs> Maximoff, <laughs> um, and Paul Bettany, who plays um, Vision, is also back as well. Yeah. Um, is he though? Who knows? Mm. But the actor is back. So yes. That's, that's, that's He's very much mean. real. <laughs> he is. Yeah. Um, so the film takes place directly, kind of after the um, Avengers Endgame. Um, film. We'll talk a bit more about that later in terms of the time frame and stuff like that. Um, so it's worth noting actually that this so it premiered on the January the 15th of this year, 2021, um, and it has nine episodes. So it only finished last week on March the 5th. Um, but it wasn't supposed to, I think it was pushed back a little bit, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Due to COVID. Because, because of COVID. Um, and it wasn't supposed to be the first film of phase, mm-hmm. first section of phase four. Um, I think, because obviously Black Widow was supposed to be out by now as well, yeah. wasn't it? Um, so as if by magic, <laughs> pardon the pun, um, <laughs> Division became the beginning of Marvel um, Phase 4, which is very cool. Yeah. Um, and I think by this point, we've been waiting a year for any new Marvel content. So the anticipation was massive for this, I think. Definitely. Um, and I think it suddenly became a lot bigger than we expected it to be because it, it wasn't the second or third project yeah the first one in a year so anticipations were high mm-hmm. so i would give you <laughs> a plot summary <laughs> one of my iconic plot summaries it's very difficult for this one mm-hmm. so the plot summary i'm going to try and try and be useful so the question do i go chronological do i go episodes basically when the show opens we're all a bit confused because it's like black and white wonder and vision are kind of like living in this like suburban town they're married now if anyone casts their mind back a year ago to when we had endgame um vision's supposed to be dead (laughs) so it's quite confusing when you watch this um we're not really sure what's going on what's happening um this takes place, is it, is it about three months afterwards or three three weeks after Endgame? Yeah, Endgame, it's very it? soon. Like... Yeah. yeah, oh, I'm reading it here, yeah. So it's set three weeks after the events of Avengers Endgame um, and that Vision and Wanda are living in this place called Westview in New Jersey and they're trying to like conceal their powers and they're trying to fit into like normal life um, and then as we kind of go through the episodes things seem to like change like Wanda can still has the powers but doesn't show anybody um and we, we move between tv decades so initially the show is set up as a sitcom yeah with like the can laughter audience laughter etc and as we move throughout the show is that developed so we go from 50s to 60s to 70s and so forth um when we we're talking a bit later but the first two episodes are also in black and white to reflect the time period and as we move through we start to see that maybe just maybe things are a bit more complicated than we first thought <laughs> it looks like when wonder is potentially in control of this place we found out that wonder has actually made this town 
Mm. The way it is, she's kind of trapped all these people inside, um, and everything is protected by something called the hex, um, which is like a massive, big red sh- like shield that's protecting yeah. the specific area. No one in the town remembers that they're actually not who they they think they are. Everyone has different um, personalities, um, and like, there's no children either. Mm. Which is worth noting as well, particularly no children for most of this um, this episode. What we discover as we move through the episodes is that um, Wanda has kind of created this place um, in her imagination and then kind of brought it to life with her powers. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing, like none of her family in this is real. None of the homes really are real. She's kind of changing everything um, based on her grief because she's missing vision, basically. Mm-hmm. So the whole show is about how you deal with grief um, and the way it can kind of take you through the different phases of grief. Um, and through that, we also learn of like a villain who's a little bit closer to home than we thought. And we also learn um, about Wanda's future, really, mm-hmm. in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And by the end, we actually be- she actually becomes a Scarlet Witch because whilst we all knew she was a Scarlet Witch, before this point, no one's ever actually said it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we all knew it was coming, but no one actually knew yeah. And the, the, the um, MCU, no one knew that that was her. If, you, if some of these terms are confusing you and you're like, oh, what's the MCU? What's phases? Head back to, I think it was episode eight, um, which was Marvel. Marvel, like Marvel for dummies, if you like. <laughs> Basically, Marvel for me before I started watching the film. It was episode nine. Episode nine, oh, everyone. episode nine. Apologies. So <laughs> my language is confusing. You might, you might want to go back and do like our crash course in the MCU first. Yeah, um, so it is a lot. So that's basically it. Um, it's really hard to explain the plot of this show because it, it kind of works non-chronologically. We get a lot of kind of answers and hints. We get a lot of flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some great characters right the way throughout. We have some returning characters and then we also have some um, new faces as well. Um, so there you go. Plot summary. That was good. <laughs> basically, I, I think you included everything you need to. <laughs> difficult. But basically, the, the whole nine episodes are one trying to deal with the fact that her boyfriend's dead. Yeah. To summarize. But that that makes it sound very simple and basic. There's a lot more, like a lot more to be seen. It's far more complicated than yeah. that. But, um, but underneath at the core the bare bones. If you had to give it in one sentence, yeah. That's what you yeah. get. But, uh, Wanda misses vision. Yeah. Full stop. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the term WandaVision. Yes. So this is my own fun fact. So I didn't realise <laughs> that it was... I forgot about this. <laughs> so nice, all the promo and the ads for this, if you haven't seen it already, it was great. Like, mm-hmm. no one really knew what the show was going to be about. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, but the title we knew, WandaVision. So, and it all came with televisions and, like, sitcom-style stuff. So in my head, I read it as just, like, Wanda Television, WandaVision. It then hit me in like the first episode that it's Wanda's name and Vision's name. So even though I was right, it was a play on words mm. of both their names. So I did, I was a bit stupid and forgot that Vision <laughs> also had his name in the title. It's also really hard, like word or title to say, like one division. Like I, I feel like it sounds like one division. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Or Wonder Vision. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard, but it's okay. I'll allow it. It's fine. <laughs> Thank you. I grew. I, I did grow and I realised that it was um I was just really going really meta, you know, really analytical. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what does the title mean? It was actually more simple than what you thought. <laughs> Unlike the plot. Yes. But you know. Um, yes. Exactly. So that's the plot. We'll get more into that later with each episode because this is the kind of show where you have to go in kind of episode by episode mm-hmm. for it to really make sense. Um 
which you'll know if you've seen it. If yes. you haven't seen it yet, you're probably very confused, and that's fair. Yeah. So, <laughs> Rosie's going to tell us a little bit about some of the critic reviews, because this has been received pretty interestingly, mm. I think, hasn't it? It's been a really broad scope of, of person watching this yeah. and receiving it. So, Rosie, tell us more. Yes, no, you're right. There have been some people that have been kind of completely in love with it, like we have. And then there's been other people that have been like, what is this show? It's a joke. So we've got complete ends of the spectrum here to cover. Um, but starting with our scores, obviously scores on the doors. Um, so we've got on IMDb, we've got 8.2 out of 10, Ooh. which I think is quite low. But also it kind of makes sense because it is a very different and unique show. So mm. people's kind of approach to it, I think, isn't going to be kind of really like black and white you know like I think it's gonna always be a bit more complicated it's also a hard I also feel like it's always hard to rate a full tv series yeah because like mm-hmm. a, a film is very different but a tv series like you're looking at like hours and hours worth of content exactly to try and rate all of that is really hard yeah exactly and like little things can knock it down so you kind of have to like adjust your score after every episode as well I feel like people yeah. start off with one score and then by the end you're like actually no that's so true and different episodes have different scores as well because people prefer different exactly yeah so yeah and that brings me to my next point actually so on IMDb um the top episodes top scoring episodes both got 9.1 out of 10 and that, that was episode 8 and episode 5 Oh, well, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Well, we'll obviously go into what those episodes kind of entailed in a bit, but just interesting to bear in mind um, which ones were the most popular. If I had to guess two episodes, it would have been those Mm -hmm. two. Either those two or number four as well. Yeah, yeah. Yes, eight's definitely my favourite. So I agree with these. Um, And then Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave it 91%, which is high. Yeah. Um, The audience, however, this is where it's interesting, it, they gave it 81%. So what we kind of have, you'll kind of notice from the scores, is that the critics are a bit more, like, taken with it, and the audience are a bit more div- divided, like, they're not on yeah. the same page, which makes sense. And actually, like, there's always a bit of this with Marvel anyway, because there's some people yeah. that are just anti-Marvel, <laughs> like, off That's the bat, so and they can't get behind something. And there's some people that were going into this probably expecting it to be like completely, you know, Marvel, like what we've seen before. Yeah. And obviously it was Marvel. different so that they they would have had complaints about that. So, yeah, it kind of makes sense. And obviously critics are looking for like specific things to get their scores as well. So, That's so yes. True. Then on Metacritic, they gave it a 77 out of 100. So that's lower than the others, um, but still high. Like, I don't think any of these are particularly low. No, well, you compare it to some of the other ones that we've we've talked about <laughs> in the past. Yes. Not that I'm still bitter, but I, I think <laughs> they are relatively high. Yeah. Still. Yeah. So yeah, scores are pretty high, um, and also it's worth mentioning actually that the um, director Matt Shuckman he received a Directors Guild of America Award nomination for the series in the category Outstanding Directorial Achievement in Movies for Tele. The movies of television and limited series. What a mouthful. I know. Imagine <laughs> announcing that. that. Or having it printed on an award oh. for a really tiny Yeah. <laughs> People would be like in your house like, what's that for? Let me just pick it up and actually see what you've achieved. You'd have to like install a micro flying glass. Yeah, literally. Micro-flying, not micro flying. You don't want it smaller. <laughs> a micro flying glass onto your award. 
Yeah, so, and they've also, I don't know how legit these awards are, but I thought I'd mention them. Um, so there's something called the Scream Awards, which is basically for like fantasy, yeah. yeah, fantasy TV and like films and stuff. And they've been nominated, they, WandaVision has been nominated, been nominated. For, <laughs> for the best TV show and the ultimate Scream, which I'm guessing just means like the best. The best. So it's the same again. <laughs> so well done. <laughs> But it's interesting that they've like it's already been like nominated for awards. Everyone's and stuff. kind of anticipating the Emmys, aren't they? So yeah, it will get some sort of recognition. It'll be interesting. I think, it's got to. I think so, and I think it'll be interesting to look at this like a year on and see where we're at with the accolades, like to see maybe if there there would be like more awards by then. That's very true, and I think because when you look at films, like Marvel films in particular, tend to get overlooked because you don't have a best superhero category. Yeah, <laughs> you have like a best animation category, so Disney films tend to fall into that. Yeah, but I know there's been a lot of criticism in the past about the fact that superhero films they have so much visual effects, mm-hmm. they have like the characters, the stories, the plot, everything about them, the costume is insane. Yeah, but they're never taken seriously enough to actually fit into a category. I yeah. feel like with TV, you've got more room for that because yeah. TV tends to be a bit more accommodating. Yeah, it's a bit more flexible. Hopefully it will get more recognition. I hope so. I think it has to with the amount of kind of attention it's got from the world. So fingers crossed. Well, it's the world's biggest TV series, isn't it? Yes, it is. So, I mean, really, it has to. I'll be disappointed (laughs) if it it doesn't. Um, So then moving on to the reviews. So as I said before, it was quite interesting because you've got some people who absolutely loved it and then you've got some people who... Basically, I think they didn't watch past the first two episodes and decided already that they were done with it, which you should Rookie never do. Move. Especially with Marvel. You should trust in Marvel. Have they ever let you down? I mean, they Especially might have done. because the whole premise, <laughs> like the whole point in the first two episodes we'll talk about in a sec, mm-hmm. is for you to question yeah, what's the point. what's going on. That's the point. It's the intrigue. Anyway, so let's start with a positive review. Like, let's start off on a nice tone. <laughs> so um, an audience reviewer from IMDb said... Marvel really gave a character room room to breathe. I agree. Mm -hmm. Those caught up in spoilers and fan theories really missed out on the point of this show, which is to explore the depth of Wanda's character and of the grief that she, like so many Marvel Cinematic Universe characters, are processing. I agree. I agree. I agree. (laughs) I think I've seen that online, actually, and the fact that it's not... Because people kind of think expected it to be this massive, like... Like you said before, like classic Marvel, where every episode was going to be fights and yeah. massive stunts and everything else. Um, but the whole point, and that's why it's been so different, is exactly it's been more emotional. It's been more story based. Yeah. Um, it's it's focused on the writing more so than previous ones have, which yeah. has been a nice change of pace. It is. It's nice, and I think you just have to go into these things with an open mind because. If you categorise them automatically, then it will lead to disappointment. It always will. Like, if you have expectations going in, you're going to be disappointed. Plus, Marvel haven't really had much choice because you've got to think, Captain America's gone. Yeah. Um, Iron Man's gone. Um, Black Widow's gone. Yeah. (laughs) So lots of your core, like, um, staff, core (laughs) cast are gone. Yeah. Yeah. And they're the people that we've been attached to since the beginning. And they had to have their own introduction story. So now we have to do that for the next generation yeah. of Avengers. They have to have their chance exactly, to do that. Exactly, because um, otherwise you don't get attached to the characters in the no, same way that so we then did. you don't care. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I agree with uh, that review. So then another one said, as we were actually just kind of hinting at, the acting from Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany, and Catherine Hahn is award-winning, um, their award-winning performances. The show in itself is just amazing. After each episode, you theorise about what you've just watched. 
I've never felt more excited every week and I can't wait to binge it one more time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm the exact same. I can't <laughs> to watch it all at once. Yeah. And it's like that kind of hints at the whole like every week we would be so excited yeah. to watch it. Like that would literally be my week. Like every day I'd be like, we're one day closer to one division. Like we're nearly one at Friday. Day. And then we just called it one division day in the end. It wasn't Friday anymore. Cause that's what we look forward to. So how sad that so we're recording on a Thursday. Tomorrow's going to be our first one division. I know. Day. I was just about to say that. However, the making of one division comes out tomorrow on Disney plus. True. So True. I think I'll be watching that to see. Mm. But yes, you're right. It is sad. It's sad that we don't have it anymore. It would hit Thursday and I'd be like, oh, I know. Tomorrow's one division day. <laughs> I know. Oh. But yeah, I completely agree Like with that review. Um, and then the next one, someone said on IMDb, they said, watching this show every Friday has been a true treat, a form of escapism from everyday reality, much like Wanda is escaping reality herself. The show, therefore, in many respects, is reflecting life back at us in a strange way. And I think we can all appreciate the multi-layered magnificence that is this show. I agree. It's very layered. Yes, it is. It is. And I think, especially the form of escapism thing as well, like for us at the moment, like we are kind of loving any kind of way to like escape from Mm -hmm. what's going on with the pandemic and stuff. So it's so nice to have a fresh, unique series to like dive into every Friday and something to keep you going as well. Because that's the thing at the moment, we've not kind of got like plans and stuff. So, and something, yeah, so like something to like mark the day or yeah. mark the week is, is suddenly a lot, which is probably why it's also been a lot more popular. Yes. Because people are inside and have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. And then the next one. Um, so, another, oh no, actually, this review is from Slate. It's someone called Erin Quayley. Um, and they've said, even though Wanda can do extraordinary things, she still struggles with the nebulous and thorny concepts of grief and sorrow. And in the COVID era, in which living with constant trauma has become a painful reality for almost everyone on Earth, Wanda, a costume superhero married to an android with unlimited power to shape reality to her will, has quickly become one of the most relatable characters on television. Ooh, ooh. Interesting. That's very true. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how people home in on Wanda in these reviews yeah. obviously i know it's about her but it's just interesting it's very testament to how good elizabeth yeah. olsen was i think she was so good so then moving on to more negative reviews oh no <laughs> um okay so the first one someone basically just said there's quite a long review but i'll just summarize because they kind of summarized it they say in the end it's not bad it's not good it's vanilla soon i will forget this show ever existed um no <laughs> how? how how they also said that the epic battle felt small boring and weightless as well just to add to the oh do you know why it was two women it wasn't mm, enough that'll it was be why two women. because two women being powerful is really boring mm-hmm. so that's why so what we, you know, we should have done we should have took out one woman and i did in five men mm, maybe, they would have been satisfied maybe then that would have been more interesting to them Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, then another one. This is from Rotten Tomatoes. Someone said, the nods to old sitcoms were creative and neat, but overstayed their welcome. The middle section was very good, engaging and entertaining. The last third stumbled a bit. The effects work was hit and miss. It was nice getting some backstory on Wonder finally, though I thought it was a little inconsistent. 
explain yourself like inconsistent how exactly i mean she also added that it wasn't compelling but oh this was the best bit they said i mostly enjoyed myself <laughs> sorry mostly who says that like i mostly enjoyed it if i didn't enjoy what i was watching i'd turn it off yeah why would you carry on watching it like also you either enjoy something or you don't like i'm sorry yeah. there's there's no mostly you can like question parts of what you're yeah watching, but yeah it's, it's, not, it's, not like, it's not like a meal where you're like oh i enjoyed the the meat but not the sprout do you know what i mean like yeah it's not how tv series work it's so weird such a weird thing to say and then lastly uh, another rotten tomato reviewer said WandaVision is, by all accounts, a chance for two of the MCU's more sidelined and misunderstood characters to flourish on their own terms. More often than not, they do, but the show lacks a larger overarching hook. Moreover, its episodic shifts in tone and style don't often fit the show's darker themes. See, this is a problem I have, right? People came in with their own expectations Mm -hmm. of what a Marvel film should be. Yeah. And it's not not a Marvel film, it's not a series. And there's no formula. No, there isn't, and, and that's the whole point, is that every Marvel project is individual. Doctor Strange is completely different Yeah, so Iron Man. They're all so different, and that's the beauty of them, is that they magically somehow all work together. Yeah. And to come in and say that, like, this doesn't work with dark themes, if we just sat and watched, like, Wanda crying for nine episodes, no one wanted to watch that. No. And so... equally, no one would want to watch the fight scene every single episode. No. Because then it wouldn't, that was the whole point, everyone was so excited to get to the ninth episode. Exactly. To see this showdown. Um, yeah, I think some people are just too too harsh on it just because it wasn't one hundred percent their thing. Yeah, or one hundred percent what they wanted. They're like, no, like you know, it, it doesn't match my expectations. Rather than looking at it for what it actually is. I, I feel like people set it up to fail in their heads because they decided off the bat what they thought it was going to be, and then when it didn't match up with that, they were disappointed. And it's like you don't get to do that though, like. This, this show was made in the way they wanted to make it like they're not they're not going to listen to your like theories now it's already been made <laughs> so just deal with it especially when you come after endgame and the fact that endgame was so obviously was so battle focused mm, exactly War. it's all very power aggression like let's fix things and everything and it's yeah it, it's very action-based after that, I think we needed something because that's what I love about this, and I'll talk about this a bit later when we talk about episode four. Mm-hmm. I love that this deals with the fallout. We never see um, superheroes dealing with the fallout. They've no. got something else to, to do or someone else to save. Yeah. Um, we never really see them vulnerable and on their own. They're normally in a group as well. Mm-hmm. So this is a whole brand new situation. Wanda literally has nobody around her. We never see a superhero like that. No. No. Um, so it's it, it's a whole brand new formula, like you said. So how can you have expectations for that? You just can't. No. Um, and like like the saying there that it doesn't kind of fit the the darker themes. That's the whole point. If I'm if, if I'm correct, mm. because the whole point is that it's meant to be about dealing with grief. Yeah. And that, you know, at times grief grief isn't all let's stick our head in the sand and ignore everything. No. There are moments where you people do feel happy and grief and then they feel guilty. So there's so many different elements to it that you, you can't just say this doesn't represent dark themes because it, it does. Mm-hmm. It just represents them in a more realistic and true way. Exactly, which I think is what people want as well. And I think, you know, everyone deals with things differently. And I think that's what this show was trying to represent. Mm-hmm. Like, again, there isn't a formula for how someone deals with losing someone. No. So these people just need to chill out. <laughs> Because if they say, because one of my main critiques, and I'll come on to it later, is the fact that like the episode lengths were, were too short. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
I feel like there was more they could have like built in. By the time they built things up, it was like it was finished. Yeah. Um, but so if, so if someone had come in and said that in a review, I'd be like, that's fair. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. But I don't agree with any of their negative reviews, unfortunately. I think no. you have to you have to look at it from like take a step back and look at it and think right objectively, how do I feel? Yeah. And they no. No. So, alas, there are going to be some people you can't please. Apparently so, well, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Uh, Fab, that brings on Disney fun fact number two. So, in the 50s episode, episode one, there are hints to Bewitched, which features the classic nose wiggle um, from the TV show uh, Bewitched, where like, they like scrunch their nose and wiggle their nose to make <laughs> magic. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen couldn't wiggle her nose. <laughs> she can scrunch her face up, which we see quite a few times. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. She can't wiggle her nose. Um, so she replaced it with waving her hand instead for magic to happen, which is quite cool. <laughs> I just have this image of her like trying so hard i know but it's funny though because you're right she can scrunch her face so well in fact that's something people pick up on all the time they're like she looks so cute when she scrunches her face so it's so funny that she couldn't wiggle her nose i wonder if i can do it i don't think i Mm -mm. Mm. no if you can see this now it's not not (laughs) this is the content you're here for I move my mouth instead yeah i think that's the problem when you're trying to move your nose you actually end up moving something else in your face We'll practice and we'll get back to your next episode. Basically, it's quite difficult, it. so it's not a surprise that she can do no. it. I wonder if anyone really can. <laughs> so, that brings us on to segment two. So, in this segment, we're going to be discussing episodes one to three. So, the first three episodes are, so we're going to obviously read out the titles, because um, they have excellent titles. So, the they first do. one is called Filmed Before a Live Studio Audience. And this is when it's set in the 1950s. So the series actually begins in the 50s. That's the era. And then the second episode is called Don't Touch That Dial. And this is set in the 60s. And then the third episode is called Now in Colour. And that is set in the 70s. So it progresses over 10 years um, per episode in the first three episodes, at least. Um, So, yes. So these are pretty elusive episodes and lots of people were quite confused when they were watching and as we said before we think a few people will probably watch the first one or two episodes and switched off mm-hmm. um, so what were your standout moments rosie from these first three and what were you thinking when you were watching them because i know i was quite confused yeah. i enjoyed it but i was like what is happening so were you the same yeah i was exactly the same like because obviously we'd seen like the promo and the trailers and stuff so we we didn't it wasn't a complete surprise when we saw the whole yeah. sitcom thing like at least we've been given a bit of an indication about it but also like with marvel you always know there's more than it seems like you always know that going yeah. in you always know there's something else going on so i think like i was watching the sitcom like kind of um vibes and i was like this is great but i was also like what is actually happening here but obviously yeah, my so first question was <laughs> like vision i was like how is vision here like yeah. why is he here because my first thoughts were like is this a dream like is Wanda having a dream about a sitcom and obviously she wants to be with Vision and he's dead so she can't be in real life and I think Vision is like where obviously the beginning theories all kind of stemmed from because that is the main thing that people are questioning like how is he there he can't physically be there like he's actually died so for me it was kind of like I already had questions about how Vision came to be and also what world we were actually in, whether it was real, mm. whether it was like a, a kind of multiverse sort of thing or like an alternate reality. Yeah. They were the main things going through my head because I was like, I know Marvel and I know this isn't just going to be an actual sitcom. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, they were like my first like beginning thoughts. And I was definitely confused because especially because obviously we got the first two episodes on Disney Plus or in the first week. Oh, yeah. They came out oh. together. So I remember like watching the first one, which by the way, <laughs> they were like 20 minute episodes and it was just too short. Like it, it worked. It worked in a sense. I understand why they did it to an extent but also it was too short because like I was watching it with my boyfriend and he nearly gave up at that point and he's a massive Marvel fan <laughs> and he was like I'm sorry this is not what I was expecting I was like just trust Marvel you have to trust Marvel when have they yeah. ever let you down so obviously we carried on and then the second episode is kind of like more of the same of the first to begin with with the sitcom um like premise and you're just seeing them living this like suburban lifestyle like obviously they've just got married and it, you kind of realize they don't know like about their past in the second episode because yeah. that's when they have the dinner with what even are their names it's vision's boss isn't it and his wife that's in, that's in the first one isn't it is it in the first one that's the first is it one. The the first one is with vision and yeah it's mr mr and mrs Hart. that's it that's the name the second one is the one with the um the, the talent show oh yes the, and magic. the one where like wanda's trying to fit in with like the, the women of the oh town. yeah yeah i remember and that's where, she, where we meet um well we know that she ends up being monica what was her name when she something like gladys it? or Gla- something like that gladys. i feel like i, I feel like it was <laughs> Geraldine. It was Geraldine. Geraldine. I, was like, I, I never began with a G. I was close. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like basically, I was definitely confused, but I was also like intrigued. I think intrigued is the best way to describe it because it was just so unique. Marvel haven't done anything like that before. So yeah. I was thinking like this is so different to anything we've ever seen. Yeah. So I think like that kind of hooked me even though for a lot of people it did the opposite and kind yeah. of turned them away. For me, it was like, I can't wait to see where this is going. Yeah. So, yeah, and standout moments. I feel like, I guess, like, I don't really think there were, like, standout moments for me. I mean, the dinner with, um, I've already forgotten the names. Mr. and Mrs. Hart. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> that was quite a standout moment of the first episode. And then the magic show was a standout episode, so like the talent show, so but specifically Vision and Wanda do a magic yeah. <laughs> show together. Um, and obviously, like in that episode, you get to know like a few more characters in Westview. Yeah, because we, we meet Dottie, don't we? Yeah, we meet, um, meet Dottie. Dottie Geraldine. And obviously, Agnes, we were introduced to in the first episode. Of course. As yes, the nosy neighbour, of course. Um, so we're the, she's the first one that we, we see. Um, of the I believe of the people of Westview I think yeah yeah yeah, yeah she just turns up doesn't she yeah when very conveniently and very strangely mm-hmm. but you don't question it because it's a sitcom so you're like interesting um so I think those two episodes they, they were kind of like building like the the context and the groundwork for what was to come later yeah but they were just so different they were so different to anything we've ever had like from Marvel so I don't know did you feel the same yeah I think I did I think do you know what though? I think I enjoyed the sitcom more than most people. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I remember coming back and I remember because um, I think I'd been like out for tea with my family and I get home because of the pandemic. So yeah. out for tea. It just meant going to someone else's house for tea. <laughs> um, and being really excited to come back and watch. And I remember turning the first episode on and waiting for there to be like a break mm. or for there to be some kind of um, like flashback or something. And then, if, if you've seen it, you'll know how annoying that please stand by. Oh, it was such end. a meme because it was so annoying. <laughs> oh, when the episode ended, and I was like, oh, okay. Especially the first so two. Short. That was. Um, 
But I really enjoyed the whole like change of pace. As soon as I saw it was black and white, I was like, oh no, because I'm not a massive mm. fan of black and white stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't even bother me. It honestly didn't bother me then. I think because it was so well done, mm. it just didn't bother me. So um, I loved that fact. And I really loved the fact that we got to see like two characters who are fan- like I- I've always loved Wanda in particular yeah. and Trees. Um, and it was nice to see Vision come out of his shell mm-hmm. and like do more rather than just kind of like floating around being philosophical yeah <laughs> um, it was quite nice to see them as people yeah because that's what we got in those first episodes we got their personalities um we got you know we got to see them as a couple together because we never really no saw we saw like bits moments. of it yeah um, like the bits in like Edinburgh mm-hmm. before that massive fight in Infinity War. So we saw bits, but it was always. Kind of, I remember watching Infinity War and wondering if I'd missed a film mm. because it felt like there was more to it that we hadn't seen. Yeah. Um. So I really enjoyed the opportunity to see that and just enjoy them being together. Because mm-hmm. um, as we'll know from other po- previous podcasts, I'm very character focused. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I really, really enjoyed that. Um, and I just I enjoyed getting to know that world because then I love having questions, you know. Obviously yeah. you're curious. Um but for me one of the stand up moments was in the first episode when we had um when Mr. and Mrs. Hart come in for dinner and it's all very like, Ooh, what's happening? Um and Mr. Hart starts to choke mm. and Wanda very quickly changes from her like housewife mentality and she snaps out of it and is like, Vision help him. Yeah. And yeah. that was like an indicator that something, as you said before, something else was coming. There was yeah. something else underneath the surface. And the fact that we knew about Wanda's history, because he talks about her being from Europe, mm-hmm. but we don't hear anything about, like, they're like, when did we even get married? How do we have rings? Exactly. And all different things. Um, so you knew that, like, what you were seeing was a mask for something else. Yeah. Um, I think if people didn't appreciate that, I don't really know what to say to that, because I think it was quite obvious from the beginning mm-hmm. that it was always going to be a sitcom. I agree. Um, I could be wrong, but that was how it was for me. Um, especially at the end of number two, when it bursts into colour, we get yeah right at the end of episode two. Um, that was so, really yeah. well done as well. Episode two again, I really enjoyed because oh, of course, episode two has the the radio. Yeah, where we hit, that's the first time we hear someone trying to get through to Wonder, isn't it, mm-hmm. on the radio? Um, the outside world enters, and that's when we have that moment where it reverts, time reverses. And I, th- I remember thinking my TV had cut out, so that was a yeah, big start of that moment for me. That was a really, really good moment. I think I was that, like, was that my TV? <laughs> at that point, I think we were saying like that week because we discussed the episode every week. I think we were saying like, who is that voice? Like, who is this? Yeah. And we were like, are they an enemy? Like, are they the person keeping Wanda here? Yeah, because remember at the end of episode one, they had like a like you could see Wanda and Vision on a television screen, yeah, like, a computer yeah. TV screen, mm-hmm. and someone making notes. So at this point, I think we were all assuming like someone's trapped them in yeah. there and like is monitoring them and keeping notes exactly um, until we reach the end of episode two mm-hmm. when they come out of the house and they see someone and like a beekeeper's out yeah and wanda's face drops and she says no and rewinds time i <laughs> wish you could do that pregnant. in real life <laughs> yeah so yeah i think those and number two i just i honestly this, this show made me laugh so mm-hmm. much i don't know how they did I it agree. like number number three when she, she's pregnant in number three and so her magic goes out of the window basically mm. and like she sneezes and like you know things appear the stalk oh the stalk, the stalk. In number three. actually need to make me wet myself it was so funny it was when it just kept appearing <laughs> elizabeth olsen's face i know all the way through 
So the, yeah, that was like a funny stand-up moment. And then obviously at the end of episode three, we get the moment where the where the it really starts kicking to gear, doesn't it? When mm-hmm. we have Geraldine mentions um because because Wanda talks that she has her twins. Yeah, she actually has in one episode. Yeah, everything moves very quickly in Westview. Two we find days, out. I think. Yeah. Within twenty four hours, she has. Yeah, twins. really, really fast. Yeah. Um, and when she becomes pregnant, it's literally within a second. Like nothing happens physically. She no. just becomes pregnant. She just has one um, baby and then realizes that there's another on the way. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much. And it. Geraldine, one of the people in Westview, yes. appears to help her deliver this this baby, and. Then she talks about, oh, I'm a twin. Mm. I'm my brother Pietro. And then who mentions Ultron? Geraldine does. And that moment, I'll never forget that, because that was the very first moment. Although we see it at the end of episode two, it wasn't quite in the same way. Yeah. They're like, then, and and the Sokovian accent. I know. That was was a big moment. And basically, Geraldine gets blasted, literally, from the hex. Um to the outside world and that was that was a real stand that's the first time we actually see the outside world as well and that's the first kind of yeah. time where it's properly connected to the mcu because yeah. before that it is very much like a fantasy sitcom yeah we don't quite know where it's set like we don't really know what's going on no. and then when we see her like being thrown out of the hex Literally. into real world you're like wow okay so this place is actually in the yeah. real world then it's just these That's people so are living in a different way. And that was so interesting. Because then, we, again, we had more questions. Always more mm-hmm. questions. So Especially because when she gets she gets thrown out of the hex and she lands onto the, the grass, yeah. we suddenly see what looks like a military base. Yeah. Outside, just outside this, like, the, the, the hex, like, big, like, red force field type stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're like, who are these people? Are they trying to, like, capture Wanda? Like, what is happening? Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're right. That that was a really like big moment um, where we started to to realize that this is real. Yeah, it might not look real, but it's happening in the real world. Yeah. Um, because like you say, we, I think we were all thinking like, is it a dream? Is it like I was thinking there's some kind of like avatar situation going on where she's like put herself in like a deep sleep, yeah. living yeah through her brain. I don't know. Um, or someone had put her there. Like that was reason. the big question, wasn't it? The, the whole question throughout the whole series is. Is, is Wanda in charge yeah. or is someone else in charge? And in that scene where she does throw Geraldine out, you're kind of mm. like, interesting. So she does have control over this world. And you think, okay, Wanda has complete control. But alas, yeah. you find we out. We were wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that episode three, I think, is where we really start to see like things ramping up a bit because yeah. when you obviously have the pregnancy, it's back in colour. We And then it's that moment when... Um, when Geraldine goes, um, oh, like he was killed by Ultron, and just that moment where literally the venom in mm-hmm. Wanda's face is insane. I know. Because the whole time we've had like classic housewife vibes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, very different, very cool. Um, and I think it's a really good intro because I don't think the ending would be anywhere near as impactful had we not had episodes one to three. I completely agree because actually, do you know what I've just realised that we haven't said about yet is Agnes. So in episode three, whilst Wanda is giving birth with Geraldine there, do you remember Vision rushes back? Yeah. And um, Herb outside. Yes. And Herb's like, he he's seemingly cut through a wall and Agnes is talking to, to Herb. And it's like, they're kind of like whispering. So yeah. Vision's like, oh, what's going on? And like, Agnes is basically like, we don't know where Geraldine's come from. Like, she doesn't live here. 
so then she like says i got a home yeah so that's when you're kind of thinking what is up with agnes and we thought we were going to get answers at that point because it was like the way they were making out was that agnes and um herb knew something about one yeah exactly yeah and then we were thinking, well, is Geraldine the, yes. the villain? Is is she the one that's come to infiltrate? And Vision nearly gets an answer out of both of them. Mm-hmm. And then Agnes kind of walks off and Herb is like, returns to his normal self. Yeah, yeah. They so go back into their, like, roles. Us thinking we were going to get some kind of answer. I know, that so early we, on. <laughs> we were yeah. wrong. So it very much builds a lot of characters um, and gives you kind of an idea of where you think it's going. But... Mm. send you off on an interesting direction <laughs> we definitely went on an interesting journey yes um, yeah how did you feel watching the black and white stuff like when it came on as black and white were you surprised i was surprised um but i really liked it i like yeah. kind of old like movie styles ah, okay. uh the bit for me that like i don't like um like live audience like I like the, what's it called laughing tracks oh, really? so i i like it in friends i can deal with it in friends but that's because it was live but when I know that, like, it wasn't a live laughing track. This one was, though. Well, I read that, but was it? Because yeah. I, I've seen some people say it was, and some people say it wasn't. Yeah, it was, because that's what one I was reading right before, was that um, Elizabeth Olsen was saying how nerve-wracking it was in front of a live audience. Interesting. They normally didn't. They normally just have, like, the crew. Yeah. So she was like, it was really nerve-wracking to have to film in front of a live audience. And it was. I remember reading about it at the time. Mm-hmm. What they tend to do with laughing tracks, because I watch quite a few shows with laughing tracks, and mm. they tend to use, like, the normal laughter as well. That's what they record. Yeah. But they'll kind of, like, top it up with canned laughter, like, if they need to, or mm. if like, a sound problem. So it tends to be, like, a mixture of the two. Yeah. Because um, people tend to think that it's only ever canned laughter, like, as a track and it's mm. not they always mix the two unless it's like a deliberate sitcom episode for example that doesn't normally film in front of an yeah. audience um but for those first two i, I think they did yeah interesting because I, I can find it quite annoying like when i watch a series and there's the laugh track because sometimes i don't laugh when the laugh track laughs so i'm like it puts me off it throws me off a bit because i'm like that wasn't funny to me yeah. um so i prefer it when it doesn't have that but it's funny i think i've become like I don't even hear it anymore. Mm, you're weird. so like used because to it. Because I watch Friends and I'm a massive Big Bang Theory. Yeah. And they both have like yeah. laughter tracks in, and I watch How I Met Your Mother as well. So I think like I've just kind of become accustomed to the like the laughter. I just kind of tune it out. Mm. So I probably didn't even, didn't even notice it as much in this one. So like to begin with, I was thinking, oh no, like are we gonna have this the whole series? Because <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I can do that because that's too weird. But um. I very quickly got used to it as you get used to like the eras moving on you get used to like the color coming in like you have yeah. like black and white suddenly you're in color like everything changes like their costumes change like their hair changes because like Vision's hair goes like bleach blonde when we get yeah. into like the 70s Wanda's hairstyles change like so I feel like you kind of get used to things very quickly and things yeah. change a lot anyway so you don't have to kind of spend too much time um on them but yeah I really That's enjoyed really it true. I really enjoy the change and stuff. They have, um, like, because things, initially it's quite shocking that things change so quickly. Yeah, it is. You get used to it, so you don't really get attached to anything. No, you're not surprised. (laughs) Exactly, every time something changes, you're like, oh, okay, like, cool. Like, it becomes so normal. It becomes something you expect to happen. It's like the, um, the intros to each episode as well. Oh, I love the intros, the fact that they changed to adapt yeah, to the time period. I love so that. Cool. And they they each had, like, a different jingle as well. That, that was really cool. 
Amazing. It's also worth pointing out that the songs for this were written by Kristen and um, Robert Lopez as well. Yeah. And yeah. composed by Christoph Beck, who was also the composer for Frozen oh. as well. So, which you wouldn't think. Again, it's really strange that like, you wouldn't think that the Frozen team would be part of Wonder Vision. No. They were. Yeah. That's why the music is banging in this yeah. series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like it was the kind of thing where I was expecting, I was expecting something weird. Mm. Um, it just, and it was odd. It was different. Um, I think I was, I was expecting more like, you know, because all like the, um, like the promo was like split between like the olden days style stuff mm-hmm. and the modern days style stuff. So I thought we were going to get a mixture of both in every episode, yeah. like a flashback and a present, etc. Mm-hmm. etc. Um, so that was the only thing that kind of like I was expecting, um, but I was impressed with what we got. I thought it was really cool. Like in the first few episodes, it was really good. Yeah, um, they covered a lot of ground, and it just set up, I think, for the rest of the story. Yeah, really well. It set the scene, and I think it was needed for that reason. Without yeah. it, I just don't think it would have the same effect. No way. I agree. So. Oh. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Well, moving on to Disney fun fact number three already so oh, that was quick How did I, that I know <laughs> so elizabeth olsen and paul bethany had their first quarrel during this show and it was dubbed snotgate and happened during an emotional kiss when someone's nose started running <laughs> oh i mean in covid as well i know that's, that's not what you need that is not what you need but that well, is quite funny i love how like both of them like when you read the interview about this they're both like well it wasn't me yeah <laughs> I think Paul Bettany was like, she'll try and tell you some kind of crook and hook story about how it was me, but it's not true. <laughs> I love it as well, because they're clearly both very close. Like, when you watch them yeah. in interviews, you can tell they're really good friends now. And that works so well on the screen yeah. as well. Yeah, chemistry great. is there. So good. So good. So with segment three, we move on to episodes four through to six. So the next three episodes are, the first one is called We Interrupt This Programme. Now, this doesn't really fit into a time period. It's present day, this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, technically, actually, because it's after Rain Game, it's like four years in the future. <laughs> yeah um so this basically like looks back at the other the past three but in the, the present day so when geraldine gets kicked out of the hex we find out she's actually monica rambo who if you've seen captain marvel you'll know that she's the little girl in that basically yeah um and this this episode kind of picks up straight after endgame finishes mm-hmm. with, with, with the when everyone returns from the blip um so what we what we get then is a kind of a catch up for present day whilst of what's happened whilst one has been in her fantasy world so it doesn't have like a specific time element like the rest of them do and um, the next one is on a very special episode which is 1980s and then the third one is all new halloween spooktacular in the 90s which is all halloween themed we loved it yes and what a name for an episode as well I know. that sounds like one of the what we'd name a podcast episode yeah you might have to steal that for next year's yeah. halloween episode <laughs> Yeah, so these episodes are kind of where things start to kind of get more interesting and you begin to have more questions and theories forming about where it's going because you've kind of had like, you've had the scene set in the first three, mm. but in these three, obviously you see like in the, the real world bits of what has happened. So that's yeah. interesting because that then connects you to that. And then obviously you're seeing like what's going on with the episodes in the real world like it kind of connects the two together and I think it brings WandaVision into the world of the MCU properly yeah we we start to get both sides don't we as opposed to Wanda's side which I think for a lot of people maybe that were having doubts in the first three episodes was maybe where they actually kind of were interested like they were like okay now this is Marvel I think a lot of people would say like this is where the the Marvel elements came into it 
Yeah. Um, so yeah. And so we have some new characters and some familiar characters from other Marvel films, um, which are introduced to the series. And the people of Westview and Vision start to become more suspicious with the happenings of the town in these three episodes and kind of with wonder. Yeah. Um, particularly vision <laughs> um yeah. so there's a lot going on in these three so what were your standout moments katie and um, again what were you thinking as you were watching oh i think at this point we'd realized hadn't we that wanda was kind of in control of the people yeah i think when, when we saw her kick geraldine who ended up mm. out um i think we realized that she had more control over this area than, than we knew than yeah. we thought about we realized that because initially you stuck like in the first episode you, you think they're the outsiders and mm-hmm. they're kind of they're hiding their powers and then you realize actually she's using her powers to create the whole thing yeah um so that we're kind of more aware of that now. I loved episode four when, when it picked up from mm. the blip because it, it picks up in a, a hospital um, because Monica has just basically, like, before the blip, was in a hospital room with her mum. Um, yeah. And mum was suffering from cancer. Um, and she basically returns because she was, like, wiped out during the blip, during Thanos' blip. She returns to the sea and the chaos in that sea. Oh my god, it's unbelievable. I think it brings, again, that's why I I quite like this series, it brings the reality of the blip Mm -hmm. to the forefront because when you're kind of watching Endgame, it's all like, yeah, the sea. It's very like fantastical, like not realistic. Whereas this, it's like, whoa, this is what happened. Wow. And you see it from like a normal person's perspective and and the panic, like there's like gurneys appearing out of like nowhere and nurses Mm -hmm. like falling out the sky. And it's like, it's so bizarre. Yeah. so we pick up there, which I loved. I love that we kind of got that real person side of, of, of mm-hmm. the novel. Um, and I, I, th- I think, I think what I find a bit difficult about, about episode four was that it felt a bit slower, like at first, because I was like, I want to know about Wanda. Yeah. Because obviously, at the end of episode three, we kind of got evil Wanda for a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, what's happening to Wanda? And um, so that was definitely like a bit of a. Not a problem, but I think when you've been so hooked and absorbed in her world for those first mm-hmm. three episodes. You're like, but where's Wanda though? Yeah. <laughs> um. But then once you get into into it, it's fine. Um, and then obviously Jimmy Woo from Ant Man comes what a in. What babe? I know. What? Oh, he really is a babe. He, he is. Really is. He is. So he appears. Um. And that episode, that, that whole episode is, is really interesting because, like you say, that they're discovering things that we already know about as well. Which you feel for once in this series, you feel educated about what's going yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then obviously we get Darcy from Thor, and that's great. Um, I, I love kind of when she sat there watching all of the. I love watching the reruns when she's watching them. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I love um, that. So, and my favourite standout moment, potentially of the whole series, to be honest, is that moment where. So there's a point where they try and send drones in mm-hmm. um, into the hex, um, and what they realise is when they send things in, they obviously get changed for the time period. Um, and they can't get like a camera feed and stuff. Um, and Wanda finds um, one of these things, basically tracks down the fact that it's people just chilling outside her hex. And she walks out of the hex oh in, in like her like casual Scarlet Witch costume. That which we now, which, which we now, if you think about it later on, because when she went into the hex, she was wearing like a tracksuit and a coat. Yeah. So when you think back, she she put that outfit on on purpose yeah. to intimidate people. I just realised that. <laughs> so she walks out in like a classic red coat, flings the like helicopter thing at them. The Sokovian accent comes yeah. And Love we get that. threatening wonder. Oh my God. That was such a good moment. Like the power she held in that moment when all the guns point on her and she turns them to, to, oh. to point at the, at the... So obviously we're introduced to Sword at this point as well. Mm-hmm. They were like... Stri- 
sentient sentient weapon, weapon uh not observation mm, operation operations and division something something like operations and oh, i did a quiz on this last week we did i've we already did. forgotten it but basically it's about like what like research. sentient yeah maybe research division like they, basically they look at yeah. weapons <laughs> um so we're introduced to them as well so she comes out and she basically turns all of the guns on onto like hayward who's the director um that moment for me was a massive standout because i think then we saw how dangerous she was we've never really seen one to be dangerous intentionally we've seen it accidentally but not intentionally that was amazing and the fact that then she just walks back in like and then it's a happy housewife again then you start to sense that there's a lot more going on for her beneath the surface as well and you realize again that she knows it's not real yeah that's when we kind of know that's when it's acknowledged that she actually knows like she is in this and she she's fine with that like yeah and she wants to protect it yeah um and she'll do so at all costs so that's kind of how we know that it's not someone else putting her there like that answers that question kind of yeah that's that's (laughs) true actually um so yeah because it gets more complicated, doesn't it, as to how she actually gets there. Yeah. Um, but if anyone asks her throughout the series, she's like, I don't know. Which mm. is fair. She probably doesn't know, as we find out later mm. on. Um, so, yeah, that was a standout moment for me. And then we move into, like, the Halloween episode as well. Um, oh, actually, no, there's the, the 80s episode where she has kids. Yes. Which I loved that. That was... Me too. I never knew I needed Avengers kids until episode eight. That is a very important episode as well, because something happens to a dog. So five. Sparky. Um, well, but she doesn't really feel that significant at the time. That is interesting because we see the fact that, like, hey, so the kids get a dog, don't yeah. they? And then the dog dies. Yeah. Which felt weird anyway, but then it's also like this whole situation is weird, so who knows? Mm-hmm. And it's weird that, like, the kids ask Wanda to bring the dog back to life. Yeah. It's like they know that she has some sort of life power. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. But she won't. And so it's like she's she's not trying to make it a perfect life. No. She's trying to make it a realistic just life of what she wants. She just wants a family. She just wants that people in her life that she loves. Yeah. Uh, because she teaches the boys about grief. But it's ironic. She's like, oh, well, you know, when things are gone, they're gone. It's like, really, Wanda? Yeah. <laughs> <Tell yourself. laughs> Is that why you've been acting like this every episode? Is that why you've brought Vision potentially back to yeah. life? <laughs> you can't bring people back from the dead. Oh, Literally. in episode four, we also get told that Wanda has stolen Vision. Oh, from yeah, life. from S.W.O.R.D. Yeah, headquarters. Yeah. So the S.W.O.R.D. director claims that, um, and we're under the impression that it's true, that Wanda has broken into S.W.O.R.D. HQ and has stolen Vision's body because annoyingly, mm. S.W.O.R.D. took Vision from um, the battlefield in Wakanda mm-hmm. um, because they claim that's what he wanted because he wanted to be taken apart because yeah. he uses a weapon. Yeah. That's what they, that's what they tell us. Hmm. Lies. Hmm. <laughs> so that, again, that the kind of frame of Wanda as the villain at that point, yeah. aren't they? So at this point, we're starting to see more of like the villainous Wanda, I think. Yeah, um, definitely. But episode five is the, like, the 80s episode. I love the outfits in this one. I mm-hmm. really like this. With like her hair, like on, it was really cool. I loved it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that one was really interesting. The fact that we got with with the kids and stuff like that. Um, and Agnes is around. A lot. Oh, is this the one where Agnes comes in as like, should I take it again? Yeah, yeah, I think so. This is the one where she's there constantly with the kids, which yeah. we realise we understand why when it comes to mm-hmm. at least episode. Um, but yeah, it's when she's always there and she's very prominent. And the kids, the kids, like, oh, a magic starts happening yeah. in front of Agnes. Yes. 
and Wonder isn't concerned about it. And Vision's like, yeah, Vision's finally kind of picking up on things and thinking, like, hello, like Agnes is right there. She might see you. So like, yeah, that's when he begins to kind of question what's going on. Because up until now, he's kind of been part of the life quite easily. Yeah. Like any kind of odd things, he's kind of brushed it off as like, oh, well, I'm an android. So of course, yeah, yeah. But once we hit episode five, he starts to actually question things. Um, And then at the end of episode five, we get a very special cameo that I didn't realise was a cameo. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, you can tell us about the cameo because it meant nothing to me. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to lie. I've already forgotten his name. Evan Peters. Thank you, Evan Peters. So, to be fair, I didn't actually know, like, at first glance who he was. So I was kind of similar to you. I was like, who who is this person? I'd seen, like, on Facebook and stuff, I'd seen, like, um, massive cameo, like, at the end of the episode. Yeah. Like, so I was like, ooh. Yeah, and then it happens, you're like... Because, like, for me, when that moment happened... So, basically, Evan Peters, who is from X-Men, uh, specifically, is he in Fantastic Four? Do you know what, Rosie? I couldn't tell you. Could be wrong. Apologies, X-Men fans. But he's <laughs> basically in the X-Men universe. And a lot of people clearly knew this. And yeah, oh, it, people were buzzing. We, I had no idea. I had a rough idea, but I didn't know, didn't know it as well as I probably should have. And um, so he appears at Wanda's door. And it's this in the middle is... of an argument, isn't it? Because Wanda and Vision are having a massive Yeah, argument. they're having a Vision. big argument. Vision has started to question Wanda. Yeah. Because he's, he's, he's kind of like... We, we discovered that Vision can actually remove Wanda's spell. Yeah. So by this point, we know With that Norm. everyone's under Wanda's spell. Yeah. Like mentally. So we find out that Vision can actually remove that spell and get to the real person. Yeah. So he has that with someone in work and he's saying like, let, tell one to like, let us go. Or, or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. So Vision comes home and starts questioning Wanda and they, they're both hovering. It's all very intense. Um, Which, I, I'm, well, like, is he going to know? We're going to get answers. Like, mm. is he going to ask? And that's what we were wanting. We were like, come on. And then like the door rings and they're, they're both like, and the fact that Wanda didn't know who it was, that was very telling. Like, they were all very confused. She, she wasn't like expecting anyone, and Vision was like, "Oh, did you do that? Like, did you send this person? Because that's when he kind of knows what's going yeah. on with that." And she's like, "No, I didn't." And then she answers the door, and it's basically Evan Peters, but it's Pietro. So he's he looks like Pietro, but not the same Pietro that we know. A different. Yeah, he, he doesn't look like Pietro to us. No, but Wanda but... recognizes him as Pietro. Yeah, exactly. And he's obviously like stylized to look similar to the yeah. Pietro that we know, so that we can make the connection when we're watching it. I didn't, but that's. Oh, uh, <laughs> did you not? No, that's what I, I mean. made that connection. He's got a completely different face shape. And the everything. hair, the bleach blonde hair. Yeah, well, Vish had bleach blonde hair in the episode before. I didn't think it was. Pietro, but it wouldn't be a big moment if it was some randomer. Like I knew nah. it was Pietro. Like I knew that. But I didn't know that Evan Peters was like this big like cameo guy. So basically, yeah, he turns up. And it's all very confusing because Wanda doesn't know why he's turned up. And he's not the and same. Also, Pietro died. Yeah, in, exactly. In so, so everyone's like, sorry. Because obviously she's mentioned that as well in the previous episodes. She said yeah. that her brother died. And now she's faced with her brother, but it's not her brother. And it's all just very strange because at that point, at the end of the episode, you're like, who is this? Because we know it's not Pietro. Like, we know it's not actually him. Yeah. Um, because he's dead. But obviously, because Vision's been brought back to life in the Hex, you're thinking, oh, okay, so Wanda has tried to bring back her brother yeah. in the Hex in this form. But then it's confusing because you're like, actually, but Wanda was kind of confused by this. So did she? And it's like, did she actually do it subconsciously? Like, you don't know. Um, yeah. And that's Especially why it's Especially because she's arguing with Vision. So you wonder, does she need someone else to come in yeah. and support her? 
Uh, because yeah. do you know what I love? I think the sitcom elements start to break down properly in this episode as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the bit when Wanda storms up the kitchen and starts running the credits. Yeah. And like, what, should we go to bed and just have another day and that's it? Like, you can't... It, you you can't um, end the day for me or something and she's like yes I can oh I love that but I also love like Vision sass because he starts to get like a bit more like dominant because he is quite like passive like not in a bad way but he's quite passive he's very like polite like he's very like gentle he's a really nice guy so he doesn't really like you know shout out at anything so like to yeah, see when him he shouted, it was shocking. Exactly, to see him get aggravated because he's quite quietly spoken as well. He's quite softly spoken. Well, especially so... we've seen him in battle and everything, and he wasn't that great. No, he's always just very civilized, polite gentleman. Mm. So like to see him actually get angry about something and to shout and get yeah. sassy, that's when you're kind of like, whoa, like what is happening to this character? Um, so yeah, the end of that episode, we get Pietro and we're all just like, How is her brother back? Like, is it her brother? It can't be her brother. Some of us had to go and Google what had happened. Yeah. <laughs> then it was like, what does this mean? Like, what does this now mean? Like, has Wonder okay. brought him back as a comfort? We had more questions yes. rather than answers. That's the theme of this show. Always. That was literally every single episode. It was, I don't know what's going on. And, I, I don't so, know. and by this point, she has like, her kids are like eight and nine. Yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. So then in the next episode, the Halloween Spooktacular that is when we see more of this Pietro character. And it makes less sense, because I yeah. feel like at the end of episode five, we thought, oh, like, what's going to happen with Pietro? But then he turns up, and he's, like, nothing like the Pietro we remember at all. Mm-hmm. So um, different. He's just, like, a bit of an idiot, mm-hmm. a bit of, like, a grown-up teenager. Yeah. It's very strange. It um, is. And it's also quite clear that both Wanda and Vision are uncomfortable having him in the house. Yeah. But, um, but Wanda's like, but he's my brother, isn't he? So, like, I've got to keep him here. Yeah. But she's clearly not comfortable having him there. No, because he's spending time with the kids as well. Like, he's trying to be, like, the fun uncle with the kids. Yeah. Like, I feel like she thinks, like, she wants to leave him. But also, just because purely, like, he is dead in the real world, she kind of wants to hang on to some sort of, yeah. like, Pietro, like, some sort of version of him. So, yeah, she's kind of, like, in denial, I think. That's when you see her in, like, denial stages, I think, when he starts there. to get stressed, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, she does. Things start to go wrong, because people start to question her. Kids are questioning her. Mm-hmm. She's losing control of her kids because Pietro is with them. Vision is lying to, Vision lied to her for the first time yeah. when he says that he's going to do the neighbourhood watch, and he's not. He's going to investigate the situation because he doesn't believe her. Which is super interesting. It is it's the first time that we kind of see them apart as well, because normally they're always together in the mm, show. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see them, very, they're apart for most of the episode. Yeah. And we also get their iconic classic, 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 comic book, <laughs> classic outfit. Yeah, that was book. one of the best parts of that episode, definitely. Really funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love this episode because that, that's that's the one, again, where we start to not necessarily get answers, mm-hmm. but the two worlds start to merge a bit more, and we yeah. start to get more answers about Westview. So, like, when um, Vision goes, like, further and further, and he starts to see that, like, people are, are still, people are stuck, mm-hmm. um, because Wanda's power doesn't extend far enough to actually control them in mm-hmm. the same way that they do in the, in the town centre. Um, and that isn't, this is the one, isn't it, where Vision tries to leave the house. Yeah. Yeah, he tries to go to um, Ellis Road is the end of Westview. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called. But yeah, he tries to leave and he's not 
able to. He starts breaking apart. Yeah. And we're all very confused. He starts flaking off. Yeah. And we're like, and no one will help him either. No, because we've got Darcy. So on the other side, Darcy's there, and obviously Sword are there, and like she is kind of like, what is going on? Like she wants to help him, but she's also at that point, isn't she already like tied up by Sword? Yeah. Because they've already because caught them. By this point, because obviously Monica is trying to stand up for Wanda. Yeah. Sword just just ready to go in and basically shoot them, shoot her. Yeah. Um, because everybody tried to do that, it didn't go very well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so at this point, we start to see a divide in the outside world as well. Mm. So we see Monica, Jimmy, and Darcy kind of separate off from the main yeah. Sword crew because they're kicked out of basically questioning. Um, and so there we start to see a divide as well, and we're then wondering, right, well, who's, because that's when people start to question Hayward, who's the director of Sword. Yeah. And wonder what their motives are. It starts to get a bit more confusing because that's when we see that they're tracking Vision, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They're tracking because that's when they're like, "Why is he like coming to the surface?" Like, because you see like yeah. a dot on their like map, and it's re- it's really interesting. But that's also the episode where Pietro and Wanda have a conversation, and Pietro is like, "So how did you do it, Wanda? Like, how did you create this? Like, what what yeah. made you do it? Like, how did you do all of this?" And her face is like. She's like, what are you talking about? Like, what do you mean? Like, so that's so interesting because it's interesting because it's like, who is he to question that? How does he know? Like, why is he not one of her like robots? I think we all started to question at that point who had sent him because he was too investigatory. Investigatory. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He was too Um, nosy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, it didn't make sense. He was asking too many questions that no one else in the town was asking. So that's when you start to think he's been sent in because i think before that we thought maybe like she subconsciously summoned him yeah well exactly we thought like maybe it was like to do with the grief like a comforter yeah bring someone else back into the the world so but for this bit you start to realize maybe all is not as it's yes that is when you kind of get a very real kind of feeling that wonder is not completely in control in control and doesn't really know how this all happened because even when he asks her, doesn't he? She she says, um, "I don't know." Yeah. And we missed a section actually. What was because which was the one where we saw Vision dead? Oh yeah, episode three. That was in one of the early episodes. Yeah, yeah. I think it was episode it was. three. Mm-hmm. After it's after uh, Geraldine gets kicked out. Yeah, episode three or episode um, five, one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, we start Vision like. Um, and that happens in episode six with Pietro as well. Yeah, it Where does. Wanda starts to kind of see flashes of people, like, as they died. So you can see, like, that was so creepy. It was horrible. Like a flash. Like, his face is pale and the mind stone is gone. Yeah. And there's one with Pietro where he's just covered in bullet holes. Oh, like, that was more. even worse. Like, the bullet holes. Traumatic. That was horrible. So, like, like you say, you can kind of tell at that point that she's not in full control of what she's seeing either all the time. Yeah. Um, with her grief breaking through. And then at the end of episode six... Then we realise that her kids have powers as well. Mm. Because her, her son starts saying, like, I can feel dad's in trouble. Mm-hmm. Wanda starts to get stressed. She doesn't know what to do. So what does she do? She expands the hex. <laughs> and what that does is that brings Sword into her world. Most of Sword, Most of Sword into her yeah. world. And they become a circus. <laughs> which we see later on in the next episode. Um, so that, again, is another point. A turning point. Because, again, we're like... Well, if there's no one here monitoring her. Yeah. Then you're like, sort of been taken in. So you're like, okay, so now what? How does this pan out? Because they won't know who they are. She does. She does. Yeah. But then we know, we kind of know that Jimmy and Monica have made it. And we also know that uh, Director Hayward has made it. 
so that's interesting because you're like ah so they're still in the outside world they are the people that can somehow fix this that's what you're thinking at the time yeah so yeah lots of questions that episode I remember like at the end with the hex extending was just amazing like visually it was so cool it really was yeah so yes a lot happened um so briefly (laughs) what was your kind of main theory at the end of episode six like what did you think was going to happen next do you know I didn't have a clue at this point I was like I don't I just don't know I think in those three episodes was where I was more leaning towards the fact that that Wanda thought she was in control that was the way I was seeing is that Wanda thought she was but I had I was trying to think that someone else had kind of put her there or was controlling her or was using her to find something out or to like harness her power or whatever Mm. because the Pietro stuff started to throw into question and the fact that people were like losing control like and the fact that Vision was starting to doubt she was clearly losing control on the area yeah I think I I was starting to think yes she's in control but someone else has put her in this situation yeah Um, and obviously for a while we start to think that it's Agnes, don't we? Because mm-hmm. when they, when they talk about like the um, when Sword discussed the people that are in there, we find out that the people that are, are in there are all real people in real life. Yeah. So the people that are in Westview are real. They're just under a spell. Mm-hmm. But Agnes is never on that board. No. Um, they can't so we all find start her. to think like, and online everyone's like, "Ooh, like it's Agatha Harkness from like the comics who comes in as like Wanda's mentor." But then in the Halloween episode, we we see Vision take her out from underneath Wanda's spell yeah so then we're all like well that's that yeah we're like for goodness window. sake because like she's completely like you see her as if she's like under Wanda's spell then like you said Vision seemingly takes her out of it and then she's just gone back into because she's she's completely like sat there still like not doing she's anything she's frozen like the yeah. rest of the people yeah because she's right at the edge so then Vision like obviously taps into her and then we kind of see her, and then she goes back. That's when she tells Vision that she he's dead. Do you yeah, yes, oh yeah, which obviously was very intentional of her um, to oh. to cause concerns. <laughs> for exactly. Him. So um, so yeah, I think that at that point I was like, I don't know what's going on because I think up until that point I was like, there's loads of things online that were like, oh, it's Mephisto. Oh yeah, the comic the villain. And, yeah, and Agatha is coming to like be his right hand woman, and I was like, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but then that happened at the end of episode um, six, and I was like, well, I don't know anymore. It, I don't know. It kind of threw everyone <laughs> off the scent a bit, and we were all just searching for someone else. But like, I feel like deep down we still kind of knew something was I still off with her. It. But I was also, at th- th- that point, I was like, maybe she's under someone else's Yeah, spell. exactly. Yeah. So what about you? Were you on the same page? Yeah, I think, like, you kind of had theories through those three episodes, but then they kind of all got taken aside because something would happen. You'd be like, oh, okay, that theory doesn't work anymore. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, my theory was Agnes, like, for the, the starting episode. Because she mm-hmm. just always did weird things or she would always be there. So I was like, this character's here for a reason. Like, Especially episode five, when she's like aware of the sitcom setup. Yeah. She is okay with magic. Yeah, and she seems obsessed with the boys. And she's the one that finds Sparky dead. So I was like, interesting. Like, why is she in it so much? Like, she, there's got to be mm. something about her uh, that means she's a bit more important than what and we're seeing. we barely see her in episode exactly. six. Yeah. Marvel knows how to play us, I swear. They do. They do. They kept us on the edge of our seats for this whole thing. <laughs> they did. But yeah, so I was kind of like, who knows where this is going? I think I was kind of going on like the Mephisto lines at this point because I was like, well, in the comics, there's this villain. Um, yeah. 
so yeah and, and a lot of the um one division kind of up to this point was aligning with um yes. house of m is that what it's called yeah yes um, which is like linked in the comics the plot line was basically the same yeah so we were all thinking well if, if that's in the comics there then we sure, go. we'll carry on <laughs> hmm to be continued <laughs> um Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. So, that makes it Disney fun fact number four. Yes. So, uh, when Paul Bettany, who plays Vision, was called by Marvel to, for them to pitch one division to him, he thought they were firing him <laughs> because he'd already died. <laughs> um, and they thought that he, he thought, it's t- this is my time, they're going to let me down gently. And apparently he went into the phone call or like the meeting and was like, listen, like I know I've had a good run, that's fine. And they were like, uh, no, we've got a team we want you to be on. And he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> we're not done with you yet. Marvel are never done. That's the thing. They're never done with characters. Like, you can... And it's really nice that Paul Bettany has come out this week and said, that, a bit like with what um, Chris Hemsworth said, that he'll basically play Vision forever. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I mean, I love how they, they get so attached to their characters. Like, yeah. So nice. So, yeah. But I, I can imagine that being a strange phone call because you'd be there like, what could they want? Like, but I'm dead. Yeah, like, what is it? Did I do a bad performance? Like, it's a bit late now. The film's already yeah. aired. Like, <laughs> so then that brings us on to segment four. So this is episode seven to nine. So obviously the final three episodes. And the, all of these episodes are set in present day. So the 20, how, 2000s. <laughs> I was like, how do I say this number? 2000. I was like, 2000, that's not a thing. Let's just say present day in the 2000s. <laughs> so the first episode, so episode seven, is called Breaking the Four Wall. So this one's really interesting because it's kind of like based off um, mockumentary style shows. Like Modern Family. Modern Family, a bit of like The Office, Parks and Recreation. It's that kind of style. I laughed so hard at this. I know, because basically like, wanders talking at a camera and that's obviously why it's breaking the fourth wall like it's yeah. very very clever and they all do and they yeah. all have interviews like we get agnes yeah we get vision we get everyone having like these interviews it's so oh funny. vision's interviews anyway we'll, we'll get into that but yeah <laughs> it, it was a great episode because again it was a change we were like this is new especially after the halloween episode the halloween episode is so intense yeah especially at the end you're like what is happening and then this episode comes and it's really funny yeah like, wait, what's happening? it's so funny and ironic it's just yeah it just shows how versatile this show really is mm. but it works so then the next one next episode episode eight is called previously on this one is absolutely so. phenomenal and just to briefly summarize it's called previously on because you get to see into wonders past and all of the things that kind of triggered her grief. And we're talking from like a child. Yes, the the stuff we all wanted to see, the stuff we were all wondering about, <laughs> wondering about <laughs> <laughs> in Age of Ultron and Infinity War. So you get a lot of questions answered in that one. Mm. And then of course, with a very original name, episode nine, the series finale. Um, I mean, what but else would they have called it? <laughs> also the finale of the actual I know it's very ironic it's very good they're just too clever um so obviously as we've just said this is the final episode and it kind of wraps everything up Mm. does it answer all your questions no it doesn't it doesn't no but we finally start getting some answers yes we get the kind of big answers that we needed in order for it to actually work to close as a series I think yeah especially once you hit like once you start to hit seven and eight I think things 
people start to meet each other again. So that's at the point, like, when Monica comes back in and meets with Wanda. Yeah. Um, Wanda is starting to face up the reality of what's happening because Vision still hasn't come home. So yeah. Wanda's on her own with the kids um, until Agnes comes in. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, mm, um, so we, we do start to get some answers. Um, like you say, not every answer, because if we had every answer, we wouldn't need any more Marvel. Exactly. <laughs> um but we do get some answers, and the episodes revisit Wanda's past and determine her future in the MCU as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So there, there's a lot that happens in these so episodes. So much stuff. Um, like you say, more traditional Marvel. We kind of get the the Wanda that we're used to yeah. as well in this in this one now. Um, so yeah, what it's hard to put pinpoint what standout moments are for this because there's so many. Um, but what were some standout moments for you across the three? And what were you thinking when you were watching this? Where did you think it was going to go? Because we get quite a big reveal at the end of episode mm. seven. Mm. And we still had two episodes left. So what were you thinking? Right. So starting with episode seven then. So firstly, like, I loved the whole mockumentary and modern family style. I thought that was yeah. amazing. And it was so funny. I think this episode, I mean, Elizabeth shines in every episode she's in. But this episode yeah. really showed how versatile of an actor um yeah. she was because she nailed like that whole kind of <laughs> vibe where she was just done like she was done with life she was like I'm just gonna live my life for me now like it's the scene where she goes I'm fine yeah I'm fine, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. and it's when <laughs> like, like there's a scene where she's in bed and the boys come up and they're like mom oh my like... god that's so funny <laughs> and she's like mommy's not coming up today like she's just like I'm not... it's when she goes mommy's resting her eyes yeah, and she's just under the duvet the whole time. Like, and it's so funny because then when she like dramatically decides to get up, she like just dramatically like chucks the duvet off her. And she's wearing some like weird outfit as well. Like, well, it's it's the Halloween costume. Oh the yeah, before, of course, isn't it? of course. So then that's quite funny. It's like hangover vibes. Yeah, <laughs> but it's funny because we haven't seen Wanda like this yet. We haven't seen yeah. her. Because she's, she's obviously trying to act chill. Like, she's trying to act like nothing bothers her. Nothing's going on. She doesn't care that Vision's lost. Like, she doesn't care. Like Yeah, because the kids are like, where's Bedard? And she's like, did Yeah, she's like... He didn't want to come home to suit Exactly. Himself. And that's so funny. Because it's like they've had, like, a like a domestic, like, an argument or something. And it's funny because she's put all this effort into bringing him back. Yeah. And now he's gone and she's like, eh. And then she, like, sits on the sofa with, like, some crisps. And it's just... It's just incredible. Like, it's so clever. And that's episode as well, isn't it, where things start changing as well and she can't Yes, in the house. Like, things start to change. Like, the structure starts to change of the house. Like, the, the decor in the house changes. And she's like, what is going on? Because, like, she, she starts to, like, pour some cereal and some milk into the cereal. But yeah. that changes. And she... Yeah, because it, it, it's like almond milk. Isn't yeah. It? Like, t- like 2000. And then it's like a glass jar of milk. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> so clever. So, so clever. But, yeah, things change quite a lot. And she she's kind of like what is going on like what is happening here but again she's not really bothered no she's like oh okay like cool and just gets on with her days if nothing's going on but the boys the boys the are like boys. clearly so concerned for their mom but that of course but crucially is where agatha oh no sorry agnes at this point spoilers spoilers <laughs> <laughs> just can't help myself that's where agnes comes along conveniently so Wanda can have a day to herself she's like sure I'll look after the kids hon and then mm, the kids, I bet you will the kids so then she takes the kids back to her house and this is the first time we see inside of Agnes's house yes because we keep hearing about her husband Ralph mm. and the house 
but we never see inside we never see inside the house so that was interesting and then obviously like we see inside and she sat on the sofa with the boys and senor oh scratch senor scratchy Scratchy. yeah the the rabbit the rabbit (laughs) (laughs) which we saw in the magic show previously in episode Mm -hmm. two um yeah so this is important because it's the first time we see it inside agnes's house and it's interesting that she's decided to take them into house and they are basically like, oh, I'm so worried. Like, they're worried about Wanda. They're worried about their mom. Cause they're like, is she okay? Is she going to be okay? And, like, Agnes is like, she'll be fine. Like, she's like, your mom just needs a, a break. Like, she says that sort of thing. I love how we get all, like, the side glances from um, Agnes as well. It's like, the mom's not fine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because that's the thing. We're still in that um, mockumentary-style episode. Yeah. So we still get her, like, saying her, like, side bits. And it's so funny. It, yeah. it just, it works so well. And it flows so well. So I think you could get that so wrong. But they nailed it. And so it kind of gets to a point where, um, is it Billy or Tommy? One of them is like, because at this point we know um, that, that one of them can read minds. Like we know that they have the yeah. powers to do that. And basically, like I think I don't know which one it is, but I'm one of checking. them. <laughs> one I of think, them. So Billy, Billy is the one who can who has one. Okay, powers. so it's Billy then. So Billy is he he can't read Agnes. I believe. I oh, think that's yeah. right. I think that's why he's, this kind he, of... Yeah, he's like, you're so quiet. Yeah, and that is when, that is when, which is what we think she's been trying to find out this whole time, that is when Agnes realises that the boys have powers. Because then she's like, ah. So, yeah, so <laughs> that is when things start to go a bit dark. And you're kind of like, what is happening here? Because... The house is also really creepy. It is. Like, it has it, definite vibes about it. Yeah. <laughs> it really does have definite vibes. Um, so then we kind of like we kind of pan away from uh, Agnes's house yeah, after that. We get more of Wanda, don't we? Yeah. We get um, Monica because Monica's yes. trying to get back into the yes. hex, isn't she? And then conveniently, um, Agnes appears. Uh, this is near the end of the episode, isn't it? Well, yeah, because it's when because remember, like Monica is co- that's when we found out that Monica has powers. Yes. Now, oh my god, so many things happened, and she like becomes who we assume is going to be photon. Yeah. Because she's been back and forth through that hex so mm-hmm. many times, it's affected her cells. Very scientific. It's so cool. Um, and then she kind of appears, and Wanda tries to like blast her. Yeah. And we find out that Monica has really cool powers. Yeah. She can like jump and thud, and it's amazing. So Monica's trying to get through to Wanda yeah. to basically let her know that Vision's in danger from Sword. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it's that moment where she's like, don't let him make you the villain. And she's like, what if I already am? Oh, yeah. Mm. And just as we're about to get a breakthrough, because Monica's like almost broken through to her, trying to get her to come back and help. Yeah. Who busts in? Well. Agnes. Agnes. As we... and, she, and she like pulls Wanda away and mm-hmm. like takes Wanda back to her house. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But was not what it was before, because... Um... It was Agatha all along. Yes, because you walk, you go in the house and, well, the boys aren't there. So Wanda's like, where are my kids? Where are the boys? <laughs> That's a fair question. <laughs> and, um, well, this is probably one of the biggest reveals, if not the biggest reveal of the whole series, yeah. because we kind of go down to uh, Agnes's Basement. She's so casual, isn't she? She's so like, casual. oh, they're probably just like chilling. Yeah, in the she's like, they're fine. Like, and then she takes Wanda down to her basement. Well, because Wanda, remember, Wanda just walks in. Like, Agnes doesn't even come with us. So oh Wanda yeah, she just explores. Go to, like, yes, a normal basement. Yeah. What 
Oh, and it's suddenly like stone and ivy, and she's like, and there's like signs of like the devil around. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of witchy vibes going and no on. Children. Yes, very importantly. <laughs> so then, yeah, you're right because then Agnes appears like suddenly as if by magic. As if by magic. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> this is where Wanda finds out who Agnes really is. And as we've said plenty of times, she was Agatha all dun, along. Dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it was a big moment. It really it's, was. It's not even like it's done accidentally. So you'd assume no. if she was going to be found out, it would be an accident. But she willingly reveals herself to one. Yes. And then we get a fantastic song. Oh, my gosh. I listen to this still every day. Get, like, it's, a, it's only like a 30-second yeah, song, isn't it? Yeah, it's maximum a minute long. Like Amazing song. But what we see is that it's called Agatha All Along. And it's so good. But what we see is that all the moments right the way throughout the series where, Ag- where Agatha was pulling the strings. Yeah. So it, like, we see that it was Agatha who was like messing up the talent show to try mm-hmm. and reveal Wanda's powers. We see that... Um, it's Agatha who brought Pietro back and yeah. is controlling Pietro. And then we discover what, Rosie, about Sparky? Well, she killed Sparky too. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's where that episode leaves us, isn't it? Because Agatha goes, Agatha Harkness, nice to finally meet you, my dear. Yeah. And that's how it leaves it. And we're like, and it's sorry. Like, yeah, we're like, sorry, what's just happened? We're like, where and- are the children? Exactly. That's the main question that stems from And that. Vision. We forgot as well, because by this oh, point as yes. well, Vision and Darcy are in an ice cream truck. <laughs> yeah, which is amazing. Hilarious. And Darcy basically like explains to Vision where he's come from mm-hmm. and the fact that he's dead. Um, and what's lovely, I love in this episode, is that Darcy explains it. And rather than being angry, Vision is just really upset about Wanda yeah. and how much Wanda's gone through mm-hmm. and there's that moment I, look, I mean it's funny as well because he's sat there and he's like it, I can't even remember what it is specifically but that he says but he's kind of sat there like just so nonchalant like and like what yeah to do? it's like oh, I just it, found it, out I, I was dead like and all this kind of stuff but he's so chill about it so funny and there's, there's a bit as well where he's like um she doesn't seem to care that I'm not home Oh yeah, <laughs> love that. I love that. So we that. see that, and then, but then we see a lovely moment where Vision's like, "I just want to get back to my wife. It's all yeah. I want to do." So, but so when it ends, we don't know where Vision is. Mm-hmm. We know that Wanda's trapped, and we don't know where the kids are. And then it does that stupid "Please stand by." Oh my god! And we have to wait another week. Oh, also, we kind of didn't mention that when Wanda's in this basement, Agatha's lair. Let's call it <laughs> like yeah. that is when she does because Wanda tries to use her magic against her mm. and basically it doesn't work because agatha has used runes this is the start of the next episode yeah oh uh, yeah. is it the start I've, i forgot whether it was at the beginning at the end of this one or the start of the next one i think it's, i think that bit initially is when wanda comes in and is like what is happening and then and then it's the song i think so okay so then it must open in the next episode so. like this because i thought it opened when they were outside but that that's the finale so you're right yeah so yeah so then okay so then we find out that Agatha is a witch because yes so we we flash back to Salem yes one of our favorite places I think we all thought those San sisters were about to make an appearance we did we got a bit excited I was like <laughs> Agatha's Winifred <laughs> alas she wasn't um 
That would be such a good canon, though. Just I know, that. I know. Anyway, maybe one day. Um, and we basically find out that Agatha was um, a Salem witch yep. um, back in, like, 1500s, I think. Yeah. Um, and she's still, and she basically stole, she steals magic. She stole magic from her coven, killed them all, mm. and then got another coven. Uh, and now she's here in Westview, and we're like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's all very, like, what is happening? Um, but then we realise that what she's actually looking to find out is how Wanda created this hex. She's jealous, basically, yeah, of the she, amount of power that Wanda has. Because she, she kind of knows, like, a bit of a spoiler, but she kind of knows that, obviously, Wanda's got, like, witchy kind of powers. Obviously, mm. Scarlet Witch. So. Well, because it's, it's magic, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's, it's not like, um, it's not like a, te- a technological thing. No. Um, it's She has these powers yeah. that are, like, magic. Yeah. So she wants to know, and like you say, she's jealous, of the fact that Wanda managed to execute this hex and basically create her own. Yeah, because she can't understand, can she? Because Agatha, Agatha, as far as she's concerned, is the strongest witch on yeah. Earth. Yeah, yeah. So she doesn't understand how someone could do this. Yeah. Um, because as far as she's concerned, that's that's what she would do. Exactly. Um, so yeah. then this is where, I think this is my favourite part of the whole series. Mm-hmm. So this is where Agatha basically forces Wanda to go back through her past and go through every moment that brought her to this this feeling this all these emotions her grief which is just brutal um it is especially because she's like no and yeah yeah, that's what you said about the runes as well isn't it where she teaches Wanda that if you cast runes in a circle and trap Mm -hmm. a witch in it only the witch that cast the runes can um, use their magic exactly the Wanda can't use her magic she says no I'm not going to go through that door and then you start to hear her kids screaming Mm -hmm. so she's also being manipulated by thinking that her children are going to be hurt as well. So it's the whole thing is very emotionally charged. Yeah. And it gets instantly dark, which is, is such a um, contrast because obviously the episode before is so funny. Yeah. It's a very stark contrast in terms of the themes because you, you don't get any humour in this episode. No. I mean, you, you get Agatha's one-liners, which are funny. Yeah. But, but it's uh, not a comical episode. No, it's a very, like, serious vibe. It's a very, like, educational episode because you're finding out things about her past. Yeah. So... There's just so much that happens in all of these oh. episodes. So, which I think is why we kind of, this is going to work better as like a discussion because yeah. there's just so many things. So the first past like time that she has to revisit is her childhood, um, which I think everyone wanted to see this because we were all so intrigued to see her yeah. parents um, and to see her and Pietro as children and what that was like. And obviously we know that was through the war um Mm -hmm. when they were children there was the war in Sokovia um and it basically like sets the scene where they're in the house with their parents her dad's just come home from work I think yeah and they're about to kind of settle down and watch a sitcom yes well it's family movie night and it was Wanda's choice and she picks the Dick Van Dyke sitcom show (sighs) which then everyone's like that's why Mm -hmm. she's chosen a sitcom to be her medium um, of her reality that she's created so that one is really interesting because we find that out but then we also find out what really happened with the Stark Industries bomb well yeah because what we don't realize is what we're watching is the night that her parents died exactly and so we're watching them enjoy the Dick Van Dyke show and then all of a sudden it's exploded yeah and in um, Age of Ultron we're told that basically they just wait it out um, 
and they start they're laying there thinking like this bomb's gonna go off at any minute mm-hmm. they kind of have to just wait it out and it's just miraculously doesn't go off that's that's what we're told in ultron but then they think it's like a defective one, yeah exactly but they were like terrified like that it was gonna go off and they already knew that their parents had died as well yeah. but what we actually see is wonder uses her powers to affect the bomb and basically free them from this situation because we don't really see it do we what we see is we see agatha basically say to wonder like did you is it a probability hex I'm yeah probability right. hex yeah look at me girl. yes i listened to the quiz on the sunday <laughs> <laughs> and wonder even wonder's like i didn't do anything like what we literally just lay and waited so even at that point see when i first watched that i didn't realize i didn't think that was real mm. i thought agatha was trying to look too deeply into mm. like the reasons obviously as far as we're aware the only powers that wonder has that have come from the mind stone yeah um so i when i was watching that i thought it was just agatha like trying to find like trying too hard mm. to find answers um because what we what all we see is pietro and like young pietro and young wonder lying under the bed yeah in fear um but I guess it tells us that actually Wanda was using subconscious magic. Which yeah, is which is so interesting because then that's like interesting. So mm-hmm. she didn't just get her powers from Loki's scepter because that's then the next thing we vi- vi- visit in um, her past yeah. is when her and Pietro have volunteered um, to be part of um, Hydra. <laughs> I was so like, there's so many. I was like, it's not sword, it's not shield. Um, <laughs> and essentially, like, there's an experiment in which there's Loki's scepter yeah um and they they try and get people to go in and see like if anyone can touch it like how they react to it what happens when someone touches it like they just want to kind of observe mm-hmm. and see what happens and that is where she gets her powers from the the mind the reality stone <laughs> the, mind, the mind, mind stone, stone. Yeah, yeah thank you I was like I'm sure it is but I don't know it's one of them. too many <laughs> stones so that's where she gets her powers her extra powers um mm-hmm. from that stone so we kind of see like how she becomes who she is and it's obviously all very traumatic because she's not really living like a normal life like she's been she's volunteered as part of an experiment they both have pietro has as well um so it's kind of building up to show us that she never really lived a normal life and it was all quite like strange and not exactly the happiest life for no. anyone so we see her in her cell because remember we yes. see that moment don't we and what we see which i missed when i first watched it i blinked so we see wanda kind of like touching the the um the scepter kind of yeah. towards her, don't we and then we see some kind of vision not the vision oh yes vision. that's it yeah and it's like a big yellow glow and we see a silhouette of someone who looks kind of like wanda in a really cool costume yeah and then we flash back to her like in her cell again watching sitcoms on mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and hydra can't understand because the camera's cut out so on their cameras all they see is wanda reaching out and then wander on the floor yeah they don't see anything that we see yeah um, and then we get a really like awkward few moments where we just watch wanda watching the tv and it's very strange it's like, it's like she's, she's just not there it's just really then, unsettling to watch i think yeah um because you can't, i was kind of waiting for something to happen like for her to like manipulate something mm-hmm. and she just sits there and watches yeah and I think that proves to us those sitcoms were her escape. Yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah. Um, and then we move into the Avengers compound, don't we? Yes. Yeah. In her in her bedroom. 
because um, that's what we've seen it in Civil War. So yeah, so Wanda's in her bedroom and Vision just kind of walks through the walls like to come and speak to her. Just so cute. And obviously like he can tell she's really upset because this is after her brother Pietro has just died. And we get a lot of an insight, I think, in that section into like, because I think the problem you get you get with the other films, they're great, but they're very like stop and start. Yeah. Like, this happens and this happens. Yeah. And she talks about the fact that technically she's an illegal immigrant. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have any status. She doesn't have any money. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have a job. She hasn't got any family. She doesn't know anyone there. It's a different language, a different culture. And she's literally been thrown into this place where she can't leave. Yeah. <laughs> so you suddenly start to see that even though like she's alive, she's not happy and no. she's not particularly safe either she doesn't feel very safe yeah and she's miserable again <laughs> yeah exactly which is a recurring theme and then this is where like vision he's so like sympathetic but he is obviously an android so it's so interesting because he's showing like empathy and sympathy to wonder and it's probably the the closest thing that wonder's had to a proper friend yeah um to speak to about these things and yeah. There's just this one line that Vision says, because uh, they're talking about, obviously, her grieving about Pietro. Yeah, because isn't he, like, he's like, obviously, I don't know, because I've never lost Yes, him. yeah, and he's but... like, I don't know how this feels either. And he's like, but what is grief if not love persevering? And that just stuck with me. <laughs> yeah, I think it stuck with everyone who watched that. So it's beautiful. Such a beautiful insight and a way to explain grief, because that's so true. It yeah. is, isn't it? And coming from someone who isn't a human as well I think that also makes it even more like prevalent it's just yeah so so yeah there's a lot going on in all of these episodes there's so much literally happening. talk about this forever like there's Honestly. too much <laughs> because then from there we then jump on to see um then we see like the sword don't we we see the yes. sword headquarters yes this is after Infinity War, after Endgame so when obviously because Wanda disappeared in the blip so when she's mm-hmm. come back and she basically marches up to sword headquarters and she's like listen i want to see my boyfriend like yeah i want to say goodbye and he needs a funeral and they're like no he's he, he's ours now because he's a machine and he's a weapon but she's like so she basically this is where we start to see an echo of the earlier mm-hmm. episodes. In the earlier episodes we saw an image that showed wanda storming yeah and take vision yeah using her powers to like stop people from doing anything what we see in this is that she actually had authorization to go in yeah she opened the door with her powers yeah <laughs> um and then she sees Vision in pieces on the table and um, it's really hard, I think, to watch that scene because mm-hmm. Director Haywood is in it and he's talking about Vision as a weapon, yeah. as a machine. And he can't understand that that's who she was in love with. Yeah. Um, and she says that as well, doesn't she? And it's it's really disturbing because you, you, you see it's literally Vision's body in pieces. And I think that for me was when I kind of was hit by we- how weird their relationship yeah. was as well. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, he really is a robot. Like, Imagine really like weird. seeing your dead boyfriend in parts. I, I just... No. But importantly, we see she basically breaks the glass so yes. she can go down and see him. Um, and obviously the mind stone is gone it's just his head basically mm. and she have that really heartbreaking moment where she tries to feel for the mind stone oh. feel for him and if we remember back to infinity war he's like what do you feel when you feel the mind stone mm. and she's like i just feel you oh what do we get in this one she gets i can't feel you anymore yeah and then she just walks out um downtrodden basically and leaves him there yeah um, because she knows that basically that those pieces are no longer vision so what we see is that she doesn't steal Vision's body. Mm-hmm. 
So then we're all like, well, who's the vision in the hex then? Because we were all under the impression that she'd stolen Vision's body and kind of magicked it back to life. Yeah. And was dancing around with his corpse. But yeah. that isn't true. So then she kind of drives, then she gets in a car, doesn't she? And I love that she has a red car. I know, it's so appropriate. <laughs> and then she gets back and she gets back to, like, she gets in the car and drives. And we say drive to Westview and we're all like, ooh, what's yeah. happening? What's happening? Like, why is she here? Arrives at an empty plot and has, this is like the moment we're all waiting for. Oh my God. She gets out the car with the, and she has like this deed and there's a plot and there's a heart and it says, is it somewhere to grow old in? Uh, yeah, like a place to grow old in. Dash V. Oh. So Vision has basically like bought them this plot of land to make their life on and he's dead. Wanda's got no friends. She's alone. Everyone she loves is dead. It's so tragic. Because like Captain America's gone as well. Yeah. Like Iron Man who was funding her is gone. Yeah. Um, Like Hawkeye has gone back to his family. So she literally has nobody. So it's fair to say she has a breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. And that breakdown unleashes the hex. So this is when we finally get the answer that actually she did cause the hex, but it wasn't intentional. No, she didn't. She never had the intention of doing this. She was just having a breakdown, and it was a result of it. She just—I mean—that scene from her is incredible. This whole episode insane, from her is, yeah, is incredible. Incredible. Um, and what we see then is that she actually. A, she has no control over her powers is also interesting. Yeah. We think by this point she, she controls them. She doesn't. No. And we see the the pure um, expansion of her powers we've mm-hmm. never seen before. Because mm-hmm. um, we physically see like her powers come out of her and yeah. make Vision. So then we finally know <sighs> that Vision has no real material attached yeah. to him. He is all made from wonder. Yeah. Um, so we know he's then, not the Vision we know. Yeah. Um, th- that's that was really shocking. I think to look and think actually, this vision doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And that was really that, that was no one thought that. No. Anyone assumed it was the dead body. So that was really hard to watch. Especially, and then it kind of t- the camera turns around and but we're in that fifties episode right from the beginning. Yeah, where it's black and white again. Um. So and that's when where it ends, isn't it? Because then we have like Agnes basically. Is like well, Agatha by this point. Yes. It's like wow, and then we're all sat there. It, I was, I was an emotional. Oh my god, yeah, cried so been much. Been through so much, but then I was still. Then we still had questions. Yeah, it didn't answer everything. It answered a lot about Wonders Past. It answered how the hex came to be, but there were still so many questions. And then it ends, and, and like all of a sudden, Wonder thinks, right, it's fine. I've shown her what I need because. The whole way through, Agatha's trying to figure out what's happening, how the magic happens. Yeah. At this point, she knows. Yeah. So all of a sudden, Wanda's back outside, and she can hear her children, and we see Agatha mm. in the sky, full oh, of witch mode. Amazing. With both kids, like, trapped with magic, and and then it just cuts out, because then, then she's like, this is chaos magic, Wanda. Yes. And she's basically, the first time we ever hear the Scarlet Witch yeah. in the MCU, we get, you're the Scarlet Witch. And then that's bang then it's a series finale like leads on to the next episode and I guess if we just summarize as a series finale i guess because i actually think that episode eight has more in it than me episode too nine same i think episode eight felt more like a climax episode mm-hmm. nine was just kind of like wrapping it up and giving us the things that we wanted to see but i feel like episode eight was the one with the answers the one with the most dramatic revelation yeah definitely think, and i think that's why lots of people weren't necessarily happy with the series finale because they yes. felt like they were waiting for more but how could you take any more after episode eight? I mean, exactly. And I think the issue with the series finale was always going to be because this was released week by week, 
people were be- building up theories of what mm. was going to happen. People were still waiting for Mephisto. Yeah, man, and they? I think some people have just got it in their head that, well, one of the main issues was that Paul Bettany had announced there was going to be a big cameo. Oh, that was so funny. Little did we know that the cameo was the White Vision. <laughs> Yeah, we himself you told me about this and i was like i was fingers crossed for a hawkeye yeah cameo. well it, it was it, so he was like i meant for it to be a joke but i realized it went really out of proportion oh, uh, yeah and i was like i'm really mad at you right now because he was like yeah it's just a joke because i was the cameo and that's why i was saying it was such a great cameo that i'd always wanted to work with and i was like that's great but i was expecting a big cameo so like, i think the problem was theories and like what was being said online it got everyone to the point where they were like this must be happening. Like Mephisto must be coming into the episode. We're going to get a huge well, there cameo. There was Mephisto. There was Nightmare. There was X Men stuff like, as well. People kept going on about an engineer, and I was like, Oh we yeah, far too much. They were yeah. waiting for like, the X Men engineer to come in. Yeah. I was like, all she said was that she knew someone who could help. That's all. And then automatically, said. people were like, Oh, it's going to be John Krasinski because he oh, was yeah. in <laughs> yeah. the X Men. They were like, It must be him. So like, I think everyone kind of went into the finale with really unrealistic expectations everybody wanted everything at once yeah. that was the problem yeah and what we actually got in the finale was just it was a very emotional stuff we, we had um basically wonder finally eventually lets people of westview go yeah but then she realizes that she can't she can't keep her children and vision mm-hmm. and also let everyone go because they're attached to the place um so we see a really hard moment where Wanda basically just has to decide whether she's a villain or not. Yeah. Um, which was very emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, like you say, White Vision appears because that we get that at the end of episode. Uh, because end of episode seven, we start to get end like end credit series. Yeah. End, yeah, credit scenes. Yeah. Which we haven't had before in this, which is was weird when we first started. Everyone was waiting for end credit mm-hmm. scenes, and we didn't get any. Um, so yeah, White Vision is still a um, up in the air. Part yeah. of the pun um question because he kind of comes other vision explains basically who he is quite quickly yeah um he remembers so current vision passes his memories on and then disappears so that's one of the big questions yeah. i think leaving now is because i was expecting white vision to kind of come in at the end i, I just was i was like, as well introduced. yeah and then he buggers off and we don't see him at all yeah which is good because it's like leaves things like yeah it leaves things open which is what marvel like to do and it keeps us interested in the storyline and then there was a point wasn't there where we i thought that wanda was gonna have no powers left yes because of the battle with agatha in the sky steals magics every time wanda used her magic agatha was stealing it um and then i was thinking maybe that's how this ends maybe it ends with all of her magic being stolen and that's why she ends up going to dr strange yes i was thinking the same thing it was very worrying to see her magic being taken away because it was it was so distressing but alas wanda took note (laughs) she did she did she used the good student she was and she used those runes so she was the only witch that could use her magic in the what, what even is it called like the air the, i guess the hex still <laughs> yeah because the, the boundaries are falling apart but they're yeah. still there aren't yeah they? um which shocked agatha rightly so because it also shocked me i was like oh the sword are here by this point as well yeah the sword are here firing and then the, the bullets are going straight through monica that's happening on the ground where the kids are also fighting the, the military yeah that line when when one was like boys handle the military and then she flies off oh, to fight the witch amazing amazing 
Incredibles vibes were definitely in that. Definitely. And also, there's a scene where Darcy's finally arrived in the ice cream truck. Yeah, she's, knocks... been, she's been stuck at the crossroads for yeah. a whole episode. And she, didn't, she knocks Hayward down. And I think that's, like, one of the best moments. But it's our only Especially moment. Especially with the noise, like, as yeah. well. It's just so good. That added a bit of comedy. I read as well that they... Um... Because I know both me and Rosie said after the episode, the, the, the finale, it's great because you, we finally see um, Wanda become the Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. We see the classic costume, but modernised. Like she, she, we see her power unleashed. Let's everyone go. Sadly, we, we then have these really emotional moments where we have to basically like watch the kids and Vision disappear. Yeah. Um, there's loads that happens. Um, but me and Rosie were saying when we watched it, and our friend Danielle as well, that we wanted more of like monica jimmy and darcy because you don't get to see a lot of other people mm-hmm. i read that apparently there were supposed to be more episodes yes um, i read this too that there were additional scenes for these guys but they were cut out because of time restrictions yeah and um, i think it's really interesting because it, i think it was supposed to be t- was it 10 or 13 episodes something like that yeah um, i think 10 i think it was t- i think yeah, there was, was supposed 10. to be one more episode basically yeah um well which is where we would have got more and i, I do you know what? i wish to be fair there maybe had been one more Me i do too. kind of wish that because i feel like for a lot of those characters we didn't kind of get a tie up um yeah and particularly as like they described that that scene would have been in agatha's like lair basement uh, and it was going to be with senor scratchy whatever his name is uh, the, yeah. the rabbit so it's gonna be them like investigating um uh, so that would have been I imagine like really good because they're such a good like trio. It would have been great to have seen like sword and stuff all over like yeah. the hair house and whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that was how far people were going to go. Like, do you remember when there was that episode where there was like a fly <laughs> and people were like, that's Mephisto. Oh my Mephisto God, yeah. The fly. And then Senor Scratchy ate the fly and everyone was like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, literally, people were clutching at straws. Like, they were literally like, this means this. And it's like. And sadly, I think that is just again a reflection that people struggle to have a superhero story led by two women. Mm. That was just mm-hmm. the way it was. People they they wanted that. more from men. In- <sighs> Which we did, we've had enough men, like not to be rude, but we've had enough men in the Marvel universe. They've yeah. had their time. Like yes. yes, we could have more, of course, but the last two phases have been dominated by men. Mm-hmm. So it's about time we haven't ever had a female villain ever. No. No, yeah, but we've but... had like obviously like, Ant Man had like um that girl, but she wasn't really a villain. Oh yeah, no, so she was, was kind of different. a victim in the end. Yeah. We never had a proper female villain. So it was about time we had one. Um and it did annoy me because I remember I said to you when we had um when we discovered it was Agatha and I was like, I hope they keep it as just her. Yeah. Because I really wanted to see a female villain. Yeah. Because yeah, without that. a male villain who is leading her or is on top yeah. of like, you know, because that's how it's always been like you know mm-hmm. in these sort of things so it was nice they defied stereotypes and we got more of Agatha and she was the main one which was and I think once you accept that the series finale was emotional rather than yeah. more like there was action but once you accept that it was more about like an acceptance and a moving on of grief mm-hmm. I think you enjoy it more because I think there's an element of anticlimax to it mm-hmm. um because because episode eight is so intense and we get so many different pieces of knowledge yeah um it is a bit and, and because you kind of know that like the scarlet witch reveal is coming yeah <laughs> you kind of have gathered um but it's once you accept that it's emotional and it's about wonder it's a lot more impressive i think rather than yeah. ex- expecting everything to happen i think it should have been two hours yeah i think we, I we think needed something longer they tried to like they tried to push it all into in too quickly the fact that you kind of had like the visions conversation at one point and then you had like haywood and then you also had like 
the townspeople and then you had like trying to understand mm-hmm. what chaos magic is there was so much happening that i think two hours would have been a lot better yeah um, i agree to kind of track the story from all elements because we didn't re- like again the kids were underused as well yeah and um, we barely saw monica like there was just definitely so yeah because i remember when it ended i was like no this is fake news i was like that can't be the end because i was yeah. like we're not done so i was like there must be end credit scenes because i was like we're not done obviously there, mm. there were two but like still i was like it felt like it just came to such an abrupt end and I wasn't yeah. ready for it to end like that. So that just to me showed that we, we needed a bit more yeah. because it just, yeah, oh, I needed something else. But yeah, but um, it basically sets up um, quite nicely for the rest of the MCU. So obviously yeah. we have um, Monica will be in Captain Marvel 2. Yeah. We're assuming that Darcy will be in Love and Thunder and we're assuming that um, Jimmy will be in Ant-Man Quantumania. Yeah. Um, and obviously, it's confirmed that Wanda will be in Doctor Strange too. Yeah. Um, so obviously, the final credit scene is the one where she's kind of using her. You get like Thanos vibes, where she's yeah. like, like cottage in the middle of nowhere. And again, by this point, we're like, where is the other Vision? Mm-hmm. Is he here yet? No. And we realise that Wanda has mastered her astral self already. Yeah. And is using the Book of the Damned. Mm-hmm. And, and again, and then that, we we hear like her kids screaming yeah. as well. So the question we're then all kind of left with is, is Wanda a villain still? Mm-hmm. Um, is she, I mean, was she ever, but or is she, that's where she's heading? Yeah. Um, is she becoming consumed by her powers? Because obviously the, we, Agatha mentions that the, the, um, the Scarlet Witch is basically meant to oh, destroy yeah. the world. her destiny, yeah. 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 Um, so we're all a bit like, oh, what's happening there? Or is she just learning to control her powers? We don't know, but she looks very chill. She looks, yeah. she looks more calm than she's ever looked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So it leads quite nice, I think, into the rest of the MCU. Yeah, I agree. And I think the question is, like, is she trying to bring back her children? Like, is she going to try and bring back Vision? Because, mm. like, that's what the, the questions from hearing the children's voice is. It's like, what is she yeah. actually trying to achieve? So it, I think that was a great way to end it. Like, I liked that ending in the end credits. I just wish there was yeah. more to the actual, like, yeah. story in the in the finale but that doesn't mean it was a bad finale because it wasn't it was still i also great. would have really liked her to have had the chance to sit down and chat to vision because we yeah. never actually had that especially because vision has all these like realizations mm-hmm. with darcy and the ice cream van and yeah wanda still doesn't get to talk about it mm-hmm. she gets to relive it with agatha but she doesn't actually get to sit down and talk about how she feels yeah and i think i would have liked to have seen that that really um yeah to kind of talk through like, I just wanted this. I kind of remember this to happen, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I wish... That is that was my one complaint about the whole thing, really, is that we could have had longer episodes. Yeah. Because I think there was so much in this world to explore, and they clearly had more content oh, to make. Oh, yeah, unique. easily. Um, I wish it was just a bit longer. Yeah. But especially because Disney Plus did the annoying thing where they they say it's 40 minutes, but actually it's 20 with 20 minutes credits. Oh, oh it makes me so angry. The credits. I remember watching the first episode. And it was finished. I, I was like, like we've only watched like 15 minutes. I was yeah. like, where's the rest of it? And then the second was the same. And you're like, sorry. I'm so angry. Because I discovered this when we watched High School Musical and Musical oh, series for the first time. Never forget and that. That was like the first series that I'd watched on Disney Plus. And I was like, it's fine, we've still got 10 minutes left. And then it turned itself off and went into the credits. And I was like, sorry. And then you have to wait a whole week. <laughs> for like another Especially 10 minutes. Are 20 minutes long. Yeah. Because it takes a while to get things going. So like, that's when you're kind of at the point where you're like, yes. And then it stops. And it's like, please and stand by. the problem by. is that the Mandalorian was so successful with its like weekly releases. Mm. And now they're going to do that for everything. Yeah. Thanks, Mandalorian fans. <laughs> but the irony is, 
Um, the Mandalorian would have worked better if it wasn't week by week. But I think one division, I liked the week by week. I liked that. I just yeah. wish they were longer episodes. I like the suspense that was building every week, and I like that we could kind of theorize. You don't really, you didn't really get that with Mandalorian. Like it was no. quite a concrete story. So yeah, yeah and it it gave them more room to create more conversation around it. Right? Yeah, if someone could have sat and binged it. It was not. You don't get the same yeah. conversation online of, exactly. as you would with the week. So, so. yeah. Yes. So, yes. well, <laughs> I think we've covered quite a lot of ground. Yes, I agree. Hopefully, if you didn't understand the plot before, you understand it now. <laughs> yes. Um, it's it's definitely it's very unique. It's the only type of TV series of its kind, really. It really um, is. Yeah. Very experimental, um, and a really great setup because it sets up so many different stories mm-hmm. ready to go. And we get the official introduction of magic because obviously, like the last. Um, kind of phases have been dominated by technology yeah. really you get like the vibranium stuff you've got like the iron man stuff you've got all that types of mm-hmm. stuff um, and how cool everyone's gadgets are it feels like this is a bit of a difference like level. a new era mm-hmm. of marvel so you've got between monica's powers and then scholar witch's powers and we know that we're going to go back to captain marvel and we'll go into dr strange yeah it feels like we're coming back in like we're moving away from technology and we're moving more into like magic and mystical stuff yeah which i'm not sure how i feel about in the sense of a story mm. because i tend to find when you when you move more to magic and mysterious stuff it can get quite complicated yeah. and dense so i hope they don't make it too complicated and isolate audiences who aren't massive comic book fans no i think they'll hopefully in the way that they always do manage to like blend it nicely mm. with the other kind of normal marvel like kind of fight scenes or like yeah. things like that not to be controversial but i'm not interested in a multiverse to be honest i think that for me just sounds like too much hassle to try and keep up with if you're especially if you're someone who's not like like, like the Doctor Strange end of Doctor Strange really freaked me out when you had mm. that massive face. Like I think it's a, it's a very particular taste of film, yeah. and to understand it is quite key. I think so. I hope they have a balance. Marvel's complicated enough as it is, as you probably realise yeah. if you don't know anything about Marvel and you've made it this far. <laughs> well done. <laughs> so complicated it really is. Like no one truly understands. Like we're really big fans, but like mm. we, we can't recite everything. Even like our friend Danielle, like she's kind of like the most knowledgeable out of the three of us about Marvel she still doesn't know everything because it's no. impossible um which is why we love it so much because yeah it's... because every time you go back you find something new or something you've forgotten about yeah so yeah so <laughs> if you had to rate the series out of 10 <laughs> what would you give it and tell us why i'm, re- I'm really regretting asking us putting this in it's now your idea <laughs> i know i'm so sorry for this um but i'll just briefly i'm just gonna go with what my head my gut is saying I'm going to give it a 9.5 because Ooh. I would give it a 10, but I would have liked some episodes to be longer. And I I don't know. I think I, the finale wasn't bad, but I yeah. did get the vibe at the end where I was like, is that it? Like, I was like, are we done? Because yeah. I was disappointed when it ended in the sense that I wanted more. Yeah. So that knocks off a 0.5, I think. But it's so hard because it's like one of my favorite series I've ever watched. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I should give it a 10, but I'm going to go 9.5. Um, just purely because it was incredible, but it did have bits that I would improve. Mm-hmm. I think I feel like my gut at the beginning was an eight. I don't even know why I was like eight, mm. but now I've actually thought about it. I'm like, that makes no sense because the only problem I have with it is the, um, the timing issues really. Mm. Um, and the fact that, um, yeah, it should have been longer. And yeah, I agree with the finale. I think it was great. I really enjoyed it. It was just, it was, it was 
the problem was because they, they peaked in episode eight they did. Them. yeah so you've got all the reveals that you really needed in episode eight episode nine was more like a bonus episode yeah, yeah. um and it, like i said it was more emotional which is i i once i kind of accepted that i was like yeah I, I yeah it. but kind of watching it in the moment i was like it's over like, yeah what? yeah um so i think i'd probably get like a nine just because mm-hmm. i feel like i had um i loved it like you said like i would watch it over and over again i was so excited for it every week yeah but i think that the timing elements of it and the fact that there are some things that were left untold mm-hmm. like what happened to the man in the bumblebee suit like yeah. i don't know like the fact that like um i'm like the fact that Pietro turned out to be Ralph Boner. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was funny. But... but I was also like, but why Why did you waste, something bad, but why waste screen time yeah. on that when it yeah. didn't actually impact the story? No. Which confused me a little bit. But again, maybe it's to have deleted scenes. Maybe that'll come back Exactly, we don't Who know. Knows? But again, that comes back to it potentially being rushed and we needed more. So, yeah. So yeah. I think it all does come down to that. I think an extra episode or like, a, like an, an extra hour would have made a massive difference. I agree. Um, not that I needed it, but I would have quite liked it. Yeah. Um, because you're so invested you just want to know <laughs> and even things like the fact that like you know they obviously portrayed Haywood as wanting to have this white vision and kind of dominate things and we never really got a closure to that either. yeah like it's very it's open at the yeah end. which is fine because we might get answers in the next installment whatever that might be because yeah. things keep changing in their orders um but yeah that was that, that was my thing and, and like I say I think there are a few um things that I've mentioned I'm trying to remember now like what there were things rather than that doesn't quite make sense or like mm. that's um what was it I was saying before there was something where I was like in this episode this annoyed me I can't remember I but, can't um, remember it must have been very very small so, yeah, nine, <laughs> nine from me I think just, just from like the because the time element every week I was like oh like I've yeah. just got into it because from like from a viewing experience you just get back into the show and yeah it'll be like that's it <laughs> and then it's like please stand by and you're like for goodness oh, sake for goodness sake <laughs> i can't stand by like play now <laughs> so yeah. yeah so that wraps that up then so thank you so much for listening if you've enjoyed then please subscribe on spotify and apple podcasts or whatever you're listening on um, and follow us on podbean if you listen to us there uh, if you've been listening for a while again we really appreciate a review we haven't seen any new reviews in a while and we know mm. there's loads of you listening mm. we can see <laughs> the number of reviews matching the number of listeners <laughs> um so it, it would be really really great to know we have like a few more reviews before the next episode yeah just to kind of so that we know what you you fancy let us know in the reviews what you want to hear because mm. we do a bit of everything but let us know what you're enjoying which episodes are your favorite and we can make sure that we're um, focusing on those yeah. in the future and um, also if you have any disney friends that you haven't passed us on to yet please do and um, we'd, we'd love to share the disney love with even more people especially in pandemic times <laughs> when we all need a bit of magic um, and if you still can't get enough and you haven't done so already you can catch us as guests over on making the magic podcast and uh, i was also a guest on the three Musketeers podcast talking about working at disney as well yes yeah, there's so much content of us there's just so much of us you can never get enough <laughs> no of us. you can't get rid of us I think. <laughs> and of course don't forget to follow along with our instagram for all of our latest magical adventures and throwbacks um and as i said earlier at the beginning of the episode um our merch you can find yeah, out we'll more about our more merch. photographs coming out of merch yeah. on there soon so we've done our initial release but keep an eye because we'll have we kind of gave friends a vip release yeah didn't we? so we um just to get feedback so there's definitely some photographs coming soon so you can see what what's up for grabs yes so that's exciting so do have a browse if you feel so inclined and we're currently offering ad slots in our podcast as you may have heard 
in episode I've already forgot which one that was 15 well done um and you can find out all the information about those over on Instagram as well and Facebook so if you're a small business please get in touch we would absolutely love to give you an ad slot it was so much fun doing that last time it was really nice to help um, small business. So. I'm still learning because we've even found a small business that we follow yeah. and we keep up to date with, which is great. Exactly. So, yes, please do get in touch. And coming up next time, we'll be discussing the latest Disney animation film, Raya and the Last Dragon, which That's was really an interesting one, I think. You know, I think we're going to have fun. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And that was released from Disney Plus um, on the same day, actually, as the One Division finale. That was an intense Friday. It was. <laughs> So at the moment, Ryder and the Last Dragon is only available on Disney Plus yeah. with Premier Access. We knew we were doing this episode, so we've both bought Premier Access. Um, so what we'll say is, obviously, we'll repeat this again in the next episode, but if you haven't watched it and don't want spoilers, and you want to wait till it's free, again, you might want to just put a pin in that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and listen to one of our many other episodes again, why not? Yeah, just, just go back through them all. Um, and of course, in the meantime, feel free to contact us on our email if you've got any inquiries, or you want to inquire about the ad slots, or anything like that. And our email address is sprinklesdisneypodcast at gmail.com. And from the both of us, have a magical rest of your day. Bye.